Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is Endurance Chat. I like to put a little pauses in there just to mess with floods because you have to edit all this stuff. Uh, this is Endurance Chat. <laughs> uh, this is Cookie Monster FL. We're here for yet another 24-hour race. Uh, and to bring us a little bit of the preliminary entry list, and actually, it's probably more solidified by this point since we have a race coming up in literally a couple days. Uh, Chris Washer. Chris, we're going to be talking about the 24 hours of Nürburgring. I am doing the most weirdly jumbled intro of all podcast time, uh, but I'm going to roll with it because this is uh, 2020 and I am still kind of like exhausted from the 24 hours of the mall. And we have literally the other like crazy huge 24 hour race that happens in the year. Uh, happening the weekend after. So, uh, are you ready? Are are you ready? As I am clearly not, Chris. I mean, I took the Friday off work so I can catch all the Friday's festivities. Um, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, two twenty-four hour races in a row. It kind of messes with the sleep schedule a bit. But I think uh, we'll we're, we're professionals at this, are we? It's I think I think we'll manage just fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's it's great, honestly, to be saying that we. Uh, I mean, just be sitting here talking to you, discussing even just an entry list in general for the race. So um, I'm just, you know, for all the cool and interesting storylines that are, uh, that were present regardless of, you know, 2020 happening with all the COVID stuff, uh, there was going to be new cars to look at, um, you know, different driver lineups that were were going to be different. Um, You know, we're probably going to see maybe some different uh, lead uh, what is it? I would say teams for some of the manufacturers kind of stepping up mm-hmm. to the plate. So I, I think regardless of whatever was happening, this was going to be a really interesting race. And I'm just really excited to still have the pretty much the meat of the entry list still intact and still here ready to do battle for 24 hours uh, in a couple of days here. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously there, it's always really, really close. Um, you know, the competition is going to be that much fierce. Uh, but I mean, yeah, for this year, we've got new cars. Uh, it seems like the BOP, or at least all the adjustments, everything is really, really close. All the GT racing I've seen so far, um, especially since the last year's uh, 24 hours, uh, it's been really, really close. I mean, I, I don't see how this can't be another showstopper of a race. Well, there are legitimate worries that the car, I believe the entry list is down to around 98, 99 cars. Um, because of COVID, um, unfortunately, um, taking out probably more of the smaller teams who were already on a shoestring budget to begin with. And also, you had some major news breaking about Manti Racing. The Grello car won't be on the grid because I believe one of the employees tested positive at Le Mans. Um, some of the drivers, I know Matt Campbell will, will not be racing. Um, and there's one other. But, um, but luckily... All the other Porsche teams, if I remember correctly, aren't unaffected, um, which includes the Falcon Tire guys double dutying the drivers. Um, so a little improvisation to keep you know cars on the grid here. But honestly, yes, we still have a pretty good GT3 grid. Although this event is mainly aimed towards you know showing the smaller cars, the smaller classes. Um, so I, I think GT3 would be a good race, and hopefully. Uh, We'll see some interesting. I believe we still have the Mustang. Um, we have the Glickenhaus. Um, so we still have some interesting stuff, and uh, we'll talk more about about that as we go along the entry list. 
Yeah, I think I was. I think I was trying to avoid <laughs> a little bit in my in terms of me personally going through a lot of the ones that I I know I will be missing seeing out in the track. Obviously, um, you know the uh, the foxtail is is all dear to our hearts. Not going to be on the track this year is uh, going to be extremely sad not to see that. And uh, so yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll go over some that were uh, that will be missed for 2020. It's almost like our um, memoriam for. Uh, failed entries for this race this year because i mean really it is it's down almost by half but um yeah but at the front of the field so it's still going to be a really good race i feel like it's still going to be a good like 24-hour gt race to watch so and it's more laid back Uh, lamar was kind of more of a uh i wouldn't say serious but it's definitely more eyes on it well nurburgring's kind of like chill there's a little chill vibe to it um the camera coverage um if you don't know uh lamar pretty much had sort of full track coverage um although they mainly used onboards the number 24 they uh they only have the gp track and the onboards so you kind of miss a lot at night if you don't follow along on the uh the german live tracker um which i believe it's only in german or at least it gets updated first in german so you t- take a t- take a tab, put on Google Translate, get those copy and pasting skills, the good work, and you can truly follow along what goes on in the, on the Nordschleife during the night. Oh man, I, like a, like only a pro could explain it. Thank you, Chris. Uh, do you want to start at the bottom or at the top of the entry list for our uh, for our start? I guess before that, to mention, obviously it's in September, so uh, it's going to be a much different climate, much cooler. Uh, so we're probably going to see probably I would say faster lap times. I would think. Um, but also chances for rain to come through for from some storm fronts. So I don't think that that threat goes away ever. Um, you know when you're on the North Slifa, but uh, definitely going to be different uh, temperatures and different kind of weather events. And we kind of saw maybe a little of that play out uh, last weekend at Le Mans uh, with uh, some uh, teams not really getting some of the setups, maybe just due to weather as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out too. But yeah, Chris, where do you want to where do you want to start from here? It's going to be a shorter podcast here. I mean, usually these are like three hours long. I feel like this is going to be like oh. a breeze. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think I think we should start at the bottom with the uh, twin pairs, or not twin, the, the pair of Hyundai's TCRs on the grid. Yeah, uh, the only two TCRs might be more. I saw a couple more on here. I think there's a GTI as well, but yeah, two uh, two Hyundai. Uh, GTR, uh, I'm sorry, TCRs. I always want to say GTRs for some reason when I look at those Hyundai's. Uh, but yeah, these are, I, I, again, I always go back to this class where I like this class in general. Um, I wish it kind of just had more entries. I feel like it's the, you know, uh, obviously I believe is the BTCC here as well or WTCC might be here. I'm not sure. I think most weekends it does. Uh, WTCR. WTCR. Um, It's like the same thing. Yep. The world. Um, um, BTCC uses NGTC regulations, which is unique only to the British Touring Car Championship, which gets gets like ten manufacturers involved. Uh, WTCR World Touring Car Cup uses TCR regulations. Um, so, and they're racing here this weekend. And oddly enough, Hyundai started to pull out of this weekend's races because of uh, unfavorable BOP, even though they had the uh, BOP adjusted towards them this weekend. Hmm. Okay. So they're playing politics in another series, but Hey, I'll take a pair of entries here at, uh, at the bottom with what eight eight thirty and eight thirty one. So, 
of trying yeah, to um, these guys, though. Anybody that stands out in particular? So we got, let's see, in the 831, we have Mark Bassing, which I believe raced the Dodge Viper when it was in IMSA. Um, that's a name that strikes out to me, and I believe that's what he did. Um, Moritz Eistrick and Peter Turning and Manuel Locke are the kind of no names here. Names that aren't, you know, tickling the top of my brain, so to speak. But in the 830, it's more of like an all-star lineup. You have Harold Prostek, which is uh, Luca Engsler and Antti Bury, which I recognize, recognize three of those names from racing in the ADAC, TCR Germany Championship. So those three are racing in the uh, German National TCR Championship. And Luca Engsler is pretty well known for, like, going to Asia in these small, like, 10-car TCR series and just whooping people's butts <laughs> um, and just winning championships. But now he's in TCR. He also, I believe Luca Engsler is also in WTCR, so he'll be pulling double duty here at the Northlight this weekend. Gotcha. So these are the TCR category. Yeah, we only have a f- couple of these. Uh, the next one up yep. is these. Four overall. Okay, four. Okay, so we got four of these. So the next one up is SP4T category, and the number was 718, the Porsche Cayman 718 GTS. So this one looks like more like a GT4, obviously, but is this like from like a spec series, or is this just kind of like a modified, like sort of GT4? Um, I want to say it's more of like a modified GT4. I don't see these in the GT4 championships itself, um, but I actually quite like it. It's a good-looking car. Yeah. Uh yeah, the how, how's the driver lineup here? A bunch of bunch of Germans again. Weirdly, oddly enough. Yep, um, VLN team. Um, I would assume. Um, but it looks like it has like a zebra-ish livery on it, which looks really cool. Yeah, I think that's going to be a theme, and we'll you know, I, I like the uh, some of the entry lists here actually have the car images, so we'll be probably pointing them out visually to people that are listening only. So I'm sure it'll be a glorious thing to listen to as we observe all these liveries but honestly this year scrolling just through them cursory right now look really nice i i'm a couple of these are very very i've like that's actually a very interesting art car like i would i would really have enjoyed that or they've already kind of been at le mans but we'll get into those later um and i believe it has one car to compete against unfortunately okay so this has a it's a two-car category uh for this one yeah yeah, so the next one is probably going to be my my personal favorite. Uh, I have a soft spot for Glickenhaus, and it's the 704 competing in the SPX category. It's the Scooter Rita Cam- uh, Cameron Glickenhaus, the new SG, SCG004C. Uh, this car looks fantastic. Ah, oh, this car looks fantastic. I love the looks of this car. Uh, the driver lineup being uh, Thomas Mooch, uh, Frank Malo. Uh, Felipe Fernandez Lesier and Richard Westbrook. Uh, and I believe this would be this car's, if you won't be pedantic, second win because it was its only car in the class, I believe, for the six hour VLN or NLS round. And now for here, the 24 hours of Nürburgring, it's the only car in the SPX class, which is basically for special GT machinery. Um, Thomas Mush and Frank Melu. Um, might be butchering those names, but those guys are usually the uh, Glickenhaus guys. And then they had Richard Westbrook. Yeah, I saw that. Here. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the same guy. I might, it might be. It says UGA, so I it, there 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 definitely might be something associated with that. And I would feel it's Richard. It's a it, it it's a car that looks and feels much suited to the GT as well. So uh, I just love, like I said, I love the look of this car. Uh, I, I hope it does well. 
Um, but you know, we'll we'll see as qualifying is is kind of ongoing a bit while we're recording this almost anyway. I think uh, night practice, night qualifying finished a little bit earlier. So, yeah, um, we had two qualifying sessions already done and dusted. Yeah, we're well on our way to the to the uh, to the race start almost here, <laughs> coming up in a couple uh, in a day or so. So yeah, we probably need to keep uh, keep the ball rolling here. So we'll do so with the number four twenty car competing in the AT category, four motors bio concept car. It's the Porsche Cayman GT four CS. Interesting. Is this actually a bio? Is they're not using biofuels, right? This that's just the name of it. So yeah, I don't know. This, um, is, this is 2020. So now, like, I, almost anything's possible. And what's the and and again, they're oh. in the AT category, which is um, something. Actually, you wouldn't be too far off. AT, I believe, is the alternative fuel category of the race. So using the bio concept, you know, you know biofuel stuff, you wouldn't be too far off. They're, I would assume, basically, being alternative fuel, they're going to use a different type of fueling. For that car and the AT is not usually a very well populated dense uh, dense slated class. Um, I believe there might be only one. It might be racing against itself. Let me check. Okay, there's two other cars in the AT. There's three cars in the AT class. Um, so they'll be using a different type of fuel. Right. So this category seems definitely going to be really kind of dependent on. I don't know, just more or less the technology with this. So driver lineups-wise, it's not really, I would say, crazy dependent. Anybody that stands out here from the number 420 car? Uh-huh. No, I think, I think the thing that makes it stand out is that it's going to use alternative fuel. That's about it. Gotcha. Yeah, anyway, let's see. Next category would be the V2T category uh, with our next entry, the number 330. Uh, Pixum CFN Team Adrenaline Motorsport. It's the BMW 330i G20. Sorry, and it's it's in the V and it's in the V2 uh, T class, um, which I'm looking at it right now. Has a thing of seven entries. So it, it, compared to the other classes of this list, that, that's pretty stout. Um, so going to be um, so six other cars. It's going to be racing against. Then most likely, I would assume they're all going to be either BMWs or Porsches. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how this team fares out. Yeah, and especially because it's it's definitely a slower category, but at least it has a, a decent car count to it. So you there's gonna be competition with this, um, but it's also just gonna be I don't know a slower category for some of the other uh, faster cars to ha- kind of have to navigate through, and especially at night when it uh, it can definitely get treacherous with this. So I kind of like to just see how these just kind of where some of these if like kind of where i almost kind of gauge some of these categories with how you see it like if you're kind of i know some of these drivers uh, i have a little bit better feeling of it but i don't know in years past some of the ones that you were like i don't know a lot of these drivers ended up having really spectacular incidents i'll just say that so um, <laughs> i'll just say that i i use kind of i i use you as a gauge my friend so we'll we'll see how this how this goes at least for the rest of this entry list, which coming up, uh, the next entry, uh, number 320 uh, in the AT category, this is another bioconcept car uh, from Four Motors. It's another 911 GT3 Cup 2. Uh, and yeah, really, again, any anything standing out from the driver lineup here? There's a nickname, a pseudonym, um, or I don't know, that, that's the correct word for it, um, Smudo. Uh, that's just what he has listed there on the entry list. Um, so four motors, once again, doing another Porsche into the alternative fuels category. They have a Porsche cup car 
and a Porsche Cayman GT4. So they're kind of dabbling in the world of Porsches. Um, and we'll see how this works out. I don't remember seeing this team. Um, they might be new, but once again, my knowledge of extensive lower class, you know, from bygones and bygones of racing here is kind of fickly at some point. So they could be an experienced team. Yeah, and also from Lois of Mania, isn't that like some royalty thing too from one of the driver lineups? I don't know. That was that also stood out to me when I was looking at it. The Thomas from Lois of Mania. I don't know. That's I don't know. That's very interesting too. So so many of this too is just fun to just go through the driver lineup uh, or the driver entry lists too, just to see the uh, pseudonyms and odd named personalities or whatever they are that show up on the century list. So, uh, moving on the number three Oh seven, it's the, in the K I cup five category. If I'm reading that correctly, the JJ motorsport BMW M 240 I racing. Uh, this looks like a, uh, cross between a GT four car and a TCR. Yeah. And the cup fives usually put on really good racing. I remember one of the VLN rounds a couple years back, they had like a photo finish coming across the line. Um, but they're kind of like, especially at the beginning of the race, think of NASCAR Talladega coming, you know, it's basically that class coming down to Don Your Ho. It's quite amazing. Unfortunately, there's only seven cars in this class this year. We might see them a little bit more spread out than we would like, but I'm still hoping for a good race. Awesome. The next category, uh, next category coming up, I guess, yeah, this is going to be the next category for a while for the entry list is the Cup 3 category or class, I should say. Number 306 starts us off uh, with the Black Falcon team, Techstar. Uh, it's a Porsche Cayman 982 GT4 CS. Uh, yeah, Chris, how, how do you feel about the start of this now, probably next good 5-10 minutes of Cup 3 uh, entries? Cup, Cup 3 is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Black Falcon, um, if you guys don't know, um, still does the lower class stuff. They probably have a few Porsche Cup cars in it as well. Uh, but, for, but we all know that their GT3 team kind of is hush-hush for 2020, kind of quietly renamed to Hop to Racing Team. But the Black Falcon name still lives on in the lower classes, so that's kind of differentiate, you know, that way you don't get mixed up and, you know. But they always didn't, didn't been doing the lower classes for Porsches and stuff and the uh, VLN and uh, Nurburgring 24. Oh yeah, it's a great team name too. Usually, everybody kind of knows knows the quality that when you kind of say Black Falcon, especially the, like the last over ten years or so too. So, uh, but yeah, next entry for uh, the Cup Three category would be the number three hundred five, and this is a uh, Porsche Cayman nine eight one GT four. Uh, anybody standing out here at the driver lineup to you, Chris? Um, the driver lineup doesn't really stand out to me, but the hat, but the, the fact that they don't have a team name doesn't. This is at least on the entry list that you can find on the website. Um, and oh, okay, on on the updated PDF, they don't even have an entry. They don't even have a team name. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, they will rename nameless to uh, to me at least. So, but yeah. Uh, again, these are just kind of. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you have an interesting paint scheme. It's it's almost kind of pick pick one that you'd like to be interested in. Follow it for the for the category. This is going to kind of I would say it's going to ebb and flow a lot just by the basis of probably who's fastest, but not only that consistent and staying on track too. So I'm sure a couple of these cars will be involved with a GT3 car at some point uh, throughout the race. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, the next cat- uh, category, again, the next entry, uh, number 304, the Kate Kramer Racing uh, Cayman GT4 Porsche. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just another... It, this has an interesting livery, so I like that. Uh, and I like kind of the way that the GT4s and the uh, the extra modded GT4 CSs have got those like front four headlights right at the front for like uh, the 24-hour races um, for extra kind of fog headlights and that kind of thing, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that seems to be the only thing that stands out to me. And I like kind of the K. Kramer uh, livery, too. Just the generic, like the uh, inverse as well that they have with the sister car. But that's about it. I can't... I'm, do you have Do you have anything with the driver lineup? Because I don't know. That doesn't ring any bells to yeah, me. Yeah, if you look at, like, at the like, um, at the, the bottom of the car on the side there, it kind of looks like Grand Prix curbing, like you would see at road courses. So that's kind of cool. The um, red and white little pattern they have going there which is pretty cool um so definitely some two interesting pair of liveries there um and this there'll be 303 and 304 so teammates definitely gonna be sharing the same pits um and i can't remember see what they're sponsored by it looks like they're sponsored by the same thing on the side of the car at least just with inverted deliveries so um especially the red and white little um pattern they have on the bottom of the side of the car there um, beneath the number plate, it should be a very easy spot. Yeah, and I, I and I'm I like that livery. It's a it's a cool look to it. I think, and especially it, it kind of denotes the team. Uh, it's almost like a team livery kind of thing, and I I I like that kind of thing. It's a good tell. It identifies the car real well. So I agree with you there. That's uh, both entries three hundred three and three hundred four from Kate Kramer Racing. Uh, entry three hundred two, uh, still in the Cup three category. The uh, W and S Motorsport. Uh, Porsche came in 981 uh, GT4 CS. Uh, yeah. Interesting livery. It's about all I can say. And apparently that's all any I, Chris wanted to say, too. All right, no. Do you, did you have anything else? <laughs> um, I do have to say, for a Cayman class, it's a quite interesting, if you can say, mix. You know, you have a Porsche Cayman 981, the 718, then you have the regular Porsche Cayman. So you have three different types of Porsche Caymans. Um, what's the differences? I not the one to answer that question, but it should be an interesting little um, thing to notice while you're watching the race. If you can identify the differences between the three cars, if it's what's something that's going on on the body, or if it's something in the engine or anything like that. So that's actually one of my obscure questions that I kind of want answered now. What's the, the differences between the three Caymans that are in this class? Yeah, and the uh, interesting thing to note, too, is that there's, like, it's the 303 entry, 303, and then the next entry, 301, which I guess we'll just say that now, the team, Mathal Racing EV, sponsor, fan club, Mathal Racing <laughs> EV uh, entry, uh, it's, a, it's a 718 Cayman GT4 CS. That 301 entry and the 303 entry are the only two cars in this that are technically, I'd say, the same car. And there's like, and we've we've already done like uh, you know seven cars, so all of them are just slightly different. It looks like rear wings are slightly different, just slight front bodywork difference. But um, and then obviously just some of the base model might be slightly different too. But yeah, it just I didn't think there was that many iterations of this, and all of them showed up to all compete against each other in the same class, which is pretty interesting. Uh, next entry on our list is uh, entry two four three. It's the K Cup five. Huffer Racing by Bonk Motorsport. It's BMW M24i Racing Cup. 
Uh, it's a cool looking BMW, and uh, and again, I'm going to be the first to throw that jab in there. I'm uh, I'll be sad to see this grill go because apparently we're going to do something completely crazy with uh, future BMWs. So uh, whatever. But anyway, uh, how's the entry? How's this driver lineup for this entry list here for the number two four three, Chris? Anything standing out? I do recognize Michael Bonk, which I presume will be part of the team with with some of like a family thing. So he either is, you know, the family or, you know, well, the family that brings the money to the team. Um, but Hoffa Racing by Bonk Motorsport, I think, I would assume Bonk Motorsport would supply the cars and Hoffa Motorsport or Hoffa Racing uh, races them because Hoffa Racing. Uh, raced Mercedes GT3s at the uh, Creventa grounds um, back in the day. Um, and, and Bonk Motorsport, I remember, I think they raced like Audis and stuff in Creventic. Um So I believe they supply the cars, or it could be the other way around, but definitely a joint team partnership between uh, Bonk Racing or Bonk Motorsport and Huffer Racing. Nice. Uh, next on the entry list is another uh, Cup 5 class uh, entry 242. Uh, Pixum CFN Team Adrenaline Motorsport. It's another uh, M24i BMW uh, category class racer. Yeah, again, um, I don't know anything to really pull out from this uh, driver lineup here for this. Charlie Martin. That is the... Uh, the think, next... Well, actually, I think that's the uh, that's the uh, driver, the... the Trans driver, the first trans driver for the American 24. I think that's the one. Charlie Martin, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Today, everybody learns. Yeah, that's right. It's Charlie Martin. So if you're, uh, if you want to pull for that or at least whatnot, it's the, uh, it's a white and blue BMW to entry 242 on the side. And by the way, when we say entry number, that's, that's their card number. Yeah, I'm doing that. Probably wrong. But anyway. I'm <laughs> pushing forward. Car number uh, on the entry list, 241 in Cup 5 category. Uh, the next entry, it's still from Team Adrenaline, Pixum CFN Motorsport. Uh, it's another BMW 24i racing. This one with kind of some golf livery colors going on. Yeah, and they had this livery for a while now. It's one of the most, probably when you watch a uh, Nürburgring Endurance Series round, it's the one that stand, that you see like all the time when they show Cup 5. Um, it's normally up at the front. Um, so I would see this car probably, I would place my bets in having that into the top three. Now in the seven-car class, I mean, it's not exactly a risky bet, but... Seeing how it races a full number of Endurance Series uh, season, I think it's safely into the podium spot. All right, wow, Chris, that's that's a, that's a lot of confidence. All right, okay. I was I was not expecting that from the the Cup Five category, but I I I, I think I uh, I mistook. I needed to be a little bit more on top of my game here with this category. So I'm interested to hear what your second and first picks are, at least, or your. <laughs> stabs at this uh at this class will be uh the next entry uh car number 240 uh it's another cup five uh class another pixum cfn team adrenaline motorsport uh bmw m24i racing uh bmw uh how's this uh driver lineup stand out to you chris uh this is another one that you see up top in the uh, nervergring endurance series rounds just 
picks them in general um, are a very strong team in this class. And the figuring that they have three of the seven cars, um, they're going to be some tough competition. Um, driver lineups, nobody's really going to know who they are. But the cars themselves and the fact that these cars, fun fact, um, they're usually the ones that win the Nürburgring Endurance Series championships overall because of the sheer number of them. Because I believe the Nürburgring Endurance Series do points based on how many entries are in their class. Um, so that's why sometimes you see Nürburgring and see some of these cars, I believe, might have the number one board. I'm not too sure on that. But, yeah, that's uh, like the Porsche Cup cars and like the BMW, you know, Cup 5 classes, like the ones that have the most entries, they get the most points. So they win the overall championship. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, yeah, interesting to note too. I did not know that some of the intricacies, uh, intricacies of that as well. Uh, next on the entry list, uh, car number 239, also in the Cup 5 category. So we're blowing through the Cup 5 category. It's a Team Avia, Sorg Rensport BMW M24i, uh, black and red and white livery, very ACO FI standard. They would definitely be happy if that were uh, if they were in the uh, vicinity looking at it. Uh, almost like a to you as a Toyota. It's almost like a Toyota Gazoo livery. Yeah, it's sort not of a BMW. Yeah. Good. All right. Next on the entry list is number two three seven. Uh, also in the Cup Five category, Schnitzenhalm Racing. I think I got that right. BMW two four i. A bunch of Germans in this one. I think again. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a stab at that, I think. All of them seem a little bit <laughs> German to me. Anything that stands out to you in this entry? The fact that they have no picture of the car on their entry list. Or it's just a broken link, you know. It could be a, it could be an image we just didn't didn't get the right image that came out. We never know. So, Or it's just uh, it's camouflaged very well at the background. You never know. So, Look for a camo livery. It could be. But yeah, that uh, not too much that I can write home about this, so... Uh, next category we're going to come up is uh, TCR. We're going to have a couple of TCRs here. Uh, entry uh, this, is, this is the rest of the TCR class. Yeah, uh, the it, I feel like this would have been a much bigger class too. This is one of the ones that got hurt pretty hard with the uh, uh, with the pushback date and COVID, all that stuff too. Bonk Motorsport Whoa. with the number one seventy one. I'll hold hold that thought. Let me just finish this. The number one seventy one with the Bonk Motorsport Audi RS LMS. Uh, GT, oh, you know, kind of with the TCR category. I, it's it's got a nice kind of livery to it. It's a it's a weird highlighter mix, and I'm kind of a fan of that. But uh, not, I don't really know too many people, or, or nothing really stands out with the driver lineup to me. Anything for you? Uh, we got Herb and Bonk, which I presume is the money man of the team, um, or team owner, or some with high. Um, there's bonks everywhere in bonks motorsport, team. man. Yeah, there's there's just too many bonks motorsport <laughs> racing right now. But I was right; they do race the Audis in that very colorful livery. Um, but you have Herman Bach, um, Max Partle, Alex Prince, and Andreas Montman. Yeah, uh, great names. <laughs> I feel like I do this every year, so I feel, I feel very unprofessional. So hold on. I, I generally some of these I'm like these are just. I mean, I think I've seen these kind of on this on the tickers that scroll by on some of the VLN one twos and threes, but that's about it. I like I have no idea. Like, I do have the clarification. It's her. It's Herman Bach, um, not Bonk. So he probably has no affiliation with the team. So these are kind of like probably raced with um Bonk Motorsport. 
in either Creventic or the uh, lower classes of uh, Nurburgring Endurance Championship. And the next uh, car in TCR category, the number 170, uh, this is a Honda Civic TCR, so really the first uh, kind of non, non-German as TCR that we're seeing in the field beyond, uh, oh, I should say, we, we did get the Hondas, so I should say that uh, I should say that that's not necessarily the case, but uh, this is an awesome Castrol livery uh, Honda VTEC, yo. Uh, I'm all about this. It's a, This is a cool-looking car for the TCR category. And the fact that there's two drivers in the car that people should probably know. Uh, Tiago Montero, I believe, mm-hmm. former Formula 1 driver. Um, and then Esteban Guerrieri, which I believe he either won or at least had very good finishes in the recent WTCR round at Zolder. I think he might have won one and blew the engine, actually. No, he was with Honda, right? All Inc. So, yeah, probably, I believe he was with Music Motorsports. So he probably had disastrous results in both races. <laughs> well, let's hope not with the – as far as the livery is concerned, it's a, it's a very vintage or quintessential Castrol livery. So, uh, really, really kind of pulling for that one just from just how it looks. So, uh, next category – that we're going to be talking about is the V2T. I think we had one or two entries already from this, so this is just going to add a couple more, uh, quite a few actually, I think, on the next couple of entries here. Number 166, Manheller Racing BMW F30 330i. Uh, yeah, this just kind of looks like a, kind of your older class, uh, sort of saloon car SGT class racing from, yeah, about mm-hmm. five, six, seven, ten, you know, eight, nine years ago. And I noticed that there's no uh, wing on the car. Yeah, these are these all have don't really have any of this was so that these look a lot more production based if I'm going to say that or more more production cued than uh, than a lot of the other categories that I see here. Uh, next on the entry list for V2T is number one six five. It's the Engsler Motorsport Hyundai Team Engsler. It's the i30 Fastback N. Feel like this is. This can't be a TCR car, but it's, uh, I feel like it's, nope. it's definitely like these cars, but I, I just can't kind of picture it in my head. They do not have an entry list image for this one either. So we're kind of just having to imagine this one, which is usually what we have to do, or at least I have to do with some of these uh, every year. So again, I'm thankful that we have some of these, but this is one where we don't kind of see what the car looks like. So, uh, yeah, I guess it will not have a rear wing and looks more like a saloon car than a, uh, TCR car. And, um, I remember last year they focused on this car pretty heavily since Hyundai puts lots of sponsorship money into this race and the fact that it had its own onboard camera. Now, I didn't take a look at the onboard cameras yet to see if it's going to be there for uh, this year's race. But um, but yeah, if you watched last year, you definitely know what this car is because they couldn't stop showing it. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure at some point too, either that or the uh, two TCRs, I'm sure we'll have another onboard camera or they'll do something this year with it. So um, I almost want to bet money on that one. The next two entries are from the same team, so we'll just do both at the same time. Number 163 and 164, both from Team Avia, Sorg Rensport, uh, and both BMW 330Is uh, with pretty close to the same uh, livery. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where you kind of... I mean, the... Uh, the sponsorship really sells which cars which, but uh, yeah, there uh, it's a fleet of BMW 330s for this two car 
uh, at least in this area of the entry list to car entry for Team Mavia. Anything stand out to you with these two driver lineups? Um, I think it's just a regular Team Avia Sorg grind sport kind of kind of thing. Okay. Um, obviously, Nurburgring Endurance Series regulars, um, and believe they might venture out onto Creventic on several occasions. But um, V2T, I expect these guys. I think V2T might be a competitive fight actually, because um, especially with the Team Avia Sorg grind sport and the Hyundai might have a chance. But um, I think between those three cars. I think we might have a decent tin top fight for the V2 champion or not championship, but the V2 win. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of clearly uh, the front runner in V2T, in my opinion, it's the next entry, number 162. It's the Opal Astra. <laughs> OPC. <laughs> I don't think this car is. I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm dismissing it because it's an Opal Astra, but uh, can you sell me on this car, Chris? Do you think this has any chance in the V2T category? Uh, I haven't. Taking a close look at the V2T uh, racing in the Nürburgring Endurance Series, but um, I want to say that it's, I want to say it's the only at Opel on the grid since we lost the Manta. Um, don't quote me on well, quote me on the Manta not being on the grid. That's that's a fact, unfortunately. But I think it's the only Opel Astra on the grid for full diversity. Cheer for this car. Oh, and and, and again. I- I, I laugh, but it's an Opel Astra. I, I can't help but, you know, feel nostalgic just to see it just racing on. I the number of Kring in 2020, so I'll take it. Uh, next on the entry list is a number 154. Rent to Drive, Familiar Racing, Sponsor MSC, Adeno EV and ADAC. It's the BMW 325iE90 uh, with, like, a kind of, like, airbrushed, kind of, like, light blue, dark blue, kind of weird, puffy uh livery going on there which i hey it'll stand out it's got the orange and blue kind of silhouetting with that too so um yeah this is the v4 category tell us a little bit about the v4 category if you to put you on the spot here chris anything to look out for these to know in particular or is this just four bangers so these are like so anything with the v in front of it is basically a your production car class which i believe it's based on engine size or and cars can be balanced with the via fuel tank capacity and the weight so these are basically close to standard vehicles minimum requirements for mandatory safety devices um there's some freedom regarding modifications and suspension and, and but engines they're stock oh man and the really interesting part too for this uh I, I like the production aspect of it. And the more production kind of you get to, uh, in my opinion, you know, kind of where the sweet spot was back in the eighties and nineties of racing where you kind of, you did, there was a strive to do that. And just to kind of try to showcase as much of where you could tie both of them together, like, uh, racing and road going, that kind of thing. So I enjoy kind of watching and- these cars go around Nürburgring as it is anyway. So it'll be nice to see them in a race. Now, unfortunately, we aren't going to know much of the drivers, so I think we're going to take more focus on to the liveries. Um, the number 154, the one that was Austin was talking about being airbrushed, take a look at the side of the car. It look, there's like a – see the number plate, and you see that like a, like a very dark blue protruding from it. It looks like that's like an area where they would have like a normal number plate, like a normal squarish one, but mm-hmm. since the Nevergreen 24, it's more like a – 
rectangle, like a diamond sort of thing. Yeah, like a, 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 yeah. Like a rhombus sort of thing. Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Um, they just it, they just didn't know what to do with that car and kind of just went over it with some dark blue paint. I, <laughs> the the interesting thing too now actually looking at that livery, it's it, it kind of has that uh, that Minecraft texture like eight bit feel to it with how they uh, oh yeah the car. It's uh but it's like a light blue dark blue kind of how they did that. I, that's very cool. I really do like that lever. That's one of the I, I didn't notice that at first, but now noticing it, that's a really cool take on it. So, um, and really, that you'll find with the the V four category, all these are really BMWs, uh, all E nineties, just whether or not they're three twenty five eyes in the front or three twenty five eyes at the back, or if they don't have three twenty five eyes next to their uh, their uh, <laughs> make and model name. So the next one on the list is number one fifty three uh, silver BMW E thirty uh, MC. MSC uh, Walshide EV Keevan Sports and Racing. I think I got some of that right. We'll see. Uh, yeah, silver, silver entry, uh, at least for the liveries concerned BMW. So that's about it for me. It basically looks like a BMW you would see on the road, except as like an orange stripe on the, like the side going across Offset, the side yeah. of, um, like on the, Looks like it's on the right side of the hood, going across the entire uh, length of the car. There's like an orange stripe. Other than that, it looks like a a BMW you'd see on the <laughs> road. Pulled off it's the road. It's not like yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's not really painted much. It doesn't look like as a wrap on at all. I like uh, it. The, I like it. No, it's a, I like it too. It reminds me of like um, kind of like Thunderhill, where you just see like a. Mm-hmm. MX-5 with no like livery on it, just racing around. Um, but I believe the MSC in that team name stands for Motorsports Club. So I recommend, or I, well, I would think the drivers would probably come from that Motorsports Club. Nice. So the next entry on our list, uh, number 152, K. Kramer Racing, uh, again coming up. They have this same livery for their uh, for their team kind of its team livery. This is what it reminded me of. And this is what they kind of, and I think this is the little thing that they did. They made this like a, a like a, uh, a cop car. I'm pretty sure like a police car. And that's like the, uh, the police kind of like under tray. That's usually the paint scheme that they have it for. Uh, and it's like kind of black and white with the black on the hood and then white on the sides. So it looks like a police car, but it still has that like K Kramer, like, you know, the white and orange that you were, you were saying before too. So I like that. That's, that's super cool. And so you can still identify that it's, uh, it's part of the K Kramer racing club <laughs> of a uh, fleet of cars that they've entered for the race this year. Um, I think that's an interesting livery. So another V4 category entry there. Uh, I'll just keep moving through number 151. Uh, the next on the V4 category list here, it's a BMW E30, E30, E90, 325i. Uh, yeah, blue and black livery, pretty standard. Anything anything too much from your end, Chris? Uh, it just looks uh, another wingless production car, pretty much. Yeah, the um, talk about the 151 right now, but the next one is, a, is the 149, the same class, same car, um, but both of them don't have any team names. Yeah, so what would be potential reasons for that, Chris? Do you have any? Uh, probably as simple as, you know, not submitting a team name. Okay, yeah, and so some of these entries can just be a bunch of, uh, a couple teams or whatever, or it could just be a group of guys. So it's just that that is their entry anyway. 
Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's interesting though that they wouldn't just kind of just have one anyway. I just feel like that's uh, or it just might be just submission aspect of it. So there might be something else coming through, so they don't want to submit it yet. That could be it as well. So and then the fact that you know they drive, they're not really recognizable, but most of the time they're either people who have regular paying jobs funding this with their own money or, you know, CEOs or kind of like people trying to get their like pro, I'm not sure um, the exact name for it, but they're, they're licensed to be able to race a GT3 on the Nürburgring 24, uh, in the Nürburgring 24. So it's kind of a huge mixture of driver talent. Um, Although I don't see any recognizable names in this class that are going for a license mainly a GT3 license. I think all these guys are either part of like motorsports clubs or rich people wanting to get their kicks off of racing a 24-hour race. <laughs> Which quite a few of us wouldn't mind doing uh, if given the opportunity. We have another category, the uh, production category. It's a V6 instead of V4 that we were just talking about previously. The uh, number 132 entry team, Mathal Racing, uh, EV. This sponsor is the Zimmerman Brake Parts. Uh, entry is very dark, uh, very black. I like the sinister look of this livery. Um, it's Porsche Cayman S, so just is probably a higher displacement, just larger car. Um, looks pretty much like a GT4 car, except doesn't have a rear uh, rear wing. And we have an interesting mix of drivers in this one. We have let's see, we have Volpe and Kaufman and Rudolf Rhein, which I believe would probably be the normal drivers in this car. But we have Andy Suchek. Yes, the Bentley driver. Mm-hmm. And then Dorian Bacalacci, which raced Formula 2 last year and now races in GT World Challenge Europe and ADAC GT Masters. So these two guys are trying to get their license to race um, GT3s at the Nürburgring. And it's an interesting facet, too, just to see that where you kind of have to almost race in a lower category really so that you can get to the big stage. And it's just kind of crazy to see, yeah, drivers in other disciplines that maybe had they had any amount of experience in this, they would have been able to do this at, you know, some point earlier in their careers, but they're already accomplished and they still kind of have to do this, which is, I don't know. I, I find that very fascinating. So, and I like it too, just to see that the driver talent that's in these, these categories that you would almost never see them in any way you know, in any scenario. So very interesting with that driver lineup. And now we're starting to kind of get some names on uh, some of these entry lists here that we, uh, we can actually start deciphering. So next on the entry list is uh, the number 131, also in the V6 category, pick some CFN team adrenaline motorsport. It's a Cayman S Porsche. Uh, yeah. I'm looking now. I'm starting to look for any, uh, any drivers in this one. I'm not seeing too many that stand up, but I'm sure I think you, you might have noticed a couple of these, right? I just I do know that this car is a regular in the Nurburgring Endurance Series, and I believe in V6. Not to say that it probably runs up front all the time because there's not really much cars in that in that um, class anyway. So I think this might be well. I think there might only be two cars in V6. I'll have to double check. So these two cars, these two Porsches, are going to be battling it out for the win. I, I, we'll be seeing Porsches everywhere, I'm sure. So it'll be uh, just kind of interesting to see which which of those should kind of prove to be victor if it's just those two. Uh, next car up is the number 124 in the SP3 category. Uh, it's the Pit Lane Toyota GT86 Cup. Yeah, for uh, AMC Saint Vith. Uh, 
interesting Brody uh, for the driver lineup here. Just a pseudonym there. But uh, yeah, I, doesn't this uh, this car races uh, in? I don't want to say Super GT. Did it? it? Didn't this race somewhere else outside of uh, VLN, or does it just race pretty much in VLN? Uh, this exact car. I talk about with this team. It only races um, in NLS. Okay. But it's a very it's a very popular car in NLS. It gets shown off a lot. It's a GT86 um, with like different colored stars on it on the side and on the front too. Um, it's a very very colorful livery with a yellow base with different colored stars going across it. It's a fan. I would I, I would say it's a fan favorite. It gets shown off on the cameras a lot, and it's just a cool looking car. I mean. Unfortunately, since it's in, it's in uh, NLS a lot, we don't get to see it on full speed on the Nordschleife. Um, but for, but with this race, there's cameras going to be on the Nordschleife. There's a helicopter cam. Um, this is one of my personal favorites, so I hopefully they get to see some camera action on this weekend. Yeah, it'll stand out, that's for sure, if, if the spotlight's ever on it. Uh, another car compete against it in the SP3 category coming up in the, uh, uh, it's the number 123. It's a Renault Clio, uh, also without a team name. Uh yeah, it looks a little bit more or less like a TCR category, but again, in the SP3 category, so it's kind of in a, in its own kind of different class. So it'd be competing against this GT86 and a couple of uh, Toyotas as well coming up. Yeah, SP3, I believe, only has four cars, and it's going to be three Toyotas and a Renault. Um, <laughs> it might be a prelude to what we might see at Le Mans 2022, French versus Japanese? Hmm? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Well, speaking of, uh, a pair of Toyotas uh, in the SP3 category, 119 and number 120 from uh, the Team Thailand Toyota Guzu Racing, Gazoo. Uh, it's a, the Toyota Corolla Atlas. These are interesting looking cars. I, It's like, it's hard for me to, these look like TCR, WTCC, like hybrids. Like so so like, yeah, it's something you would see of like Super TC two thousand in Argentina, Argent, yeah. Argentina, mm-hmm. something like that. But can we just mention the fact that this team's coming all the way from Thailand, and with COVID going around, that's tremendous. Yeah. Um, the fact that even Subaru from Japan couldn't even make it out, and these guys from Thailand did. Um, so it's awesome to see these guys make the trek, and with a four car class, I mean, they got a guaranteed podium. Absolutely. And strutting the uh, the TSO 50 uh, livery pretty much as well, identical to it. So that is uh, pretty cool looking uh, in terms of the pair of entries. Uh, next coming up is the Cup X category and a, a pair of Expo GT4s in the Cup X category, uh, both by uh, Teichman Racing GmbH, uh, the numbers 110 and 111. I always like these Expos. Uh, how do you fare? How do you think they're going to fare this year? Um, I think this is a class with only expos. I mean, cr- a crossbows, I think, is the correct name for them. Yeah, Cup X is for, you know, crossbows. Um, and Teichman Racing does, uh, believe, DTM Trophy um, with these cars. So they have lots of experience with the KTMs racing, you know, never Green Endurance Series and 24 hours here in the past. Um trying to see if there's any crossovers between DTM Trophy and the Nürburgring 24. I'm not seeing any, but um, it should be a very, very good race, I think, uh, between the two cars because they're quite even. Um, 
although with only two cars, we might only see if that good race happen for only a couple hours until they sort of spread out with problems and such. So the next uh, category uh, coming up is the final entry for the AT category. Uh, it's number 109, the alternative fuels category. It's the Ford Mustang GT. And I, I, I'm sure people won't like this livery, but I like it. I do kind of like that uh, weird TV, um, you know, chrome, uh, I don't know, like the blue, white, red kind it gives of thing. Me like a, yeah, it gives me like a hypno-toad kind of thing. Yep, yeah, that's exactly it. And it's a, that's a cool-looking livery. And yeah, it's a Ford Mustang GT run through the Nordschleife. Like, why, what, what, what's not to love about that? Using alternative fuels as well, so you know you know it's uh it's really American. <laughs> Put some diesel in there. <laughs> uh, next car coming up is the number one hundred six. It's in the SP four category. The Scuderia Slogan EV uh, BMW three two five i e ninety. Nothing really too much for me to say. No no rear wing on this one. It's an older BMW. Uh, yeah. Good luck to them. <laughs> and they got a guaranteed win because this is the only car in the class. Well, congratulations if you can only survive 24 hours at the North Slipper. We'll see. Good luck. Uh, we're, we're getting into uh, the GT3 category for the... Uh, I, is it the first time? I think it is the first time. Uh, with a BMW M6 GT3. This is the number 101 uh, entered number entry uh in the sp9 category by walking horse motorsport uh this has got a pretty pretty I, I don't know how would you rate this lineup compared to their other or to their sister car i would definitely say this is this would probably be like the second one like I, i'd like the other one better between walking uh walking horse um yeah, we're just looking at i would say horse. the 101 is the one is definitely the better lineup Oh, actually, I was looking at the other. I was looking at Roe, Sorry. Um, yeah, cause, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you have David Pittard too. I've been a huge David Pittard fan, at least for. Wasn't he in British GT for a bit too? Maybe I'm not too, exactly too sure. No, BMWs are not really in British GT, so he probably wasn't. No, but I, was he? Uh, oh, yeah, because he's a, a BMW like sign driver for a while too so i'm probably just thinking of somebody else man i'm just really butchering at least the first star of the gt uh gt3 category but uh yeah uh, so a pair of bmws let's say so both the number one uh, 100 and number 101 yeah anything really for for at least walking horse f- coming into the number green 24 that stands out to you f- apart from other years um i know they probably had a better uh they had a better i don't want to say they had a better lineup last year do they I, I'm not too sure. I mean, Christian Krogdis was a part of the winning team of the 2018 Spot 24. Um, so if he can lead that team to a Spot 24 win against, what, 60 other GT3 cars? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say he's not a bad driver by any means. Uh, David Petard, um, I usually only see him with the walking horse. Um, but then they have Mikkel Jensen, or Nicole Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he just was just at Le Mans with an LMP2 team. Um, and then you have Jordan Pepper, which I believe he was usually a Bentley guy. But since Bentley's not in this race, they pretty much probably gave him a free pass to go to BMW. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm usually a fan of their liveries and it's the, uh, 
usually it's the total livery that gets me. So both of them are sponsored by total this year. So Stroud and Nose. Uh, and first uh, of the factory, I'd say, teams uh, coming out for the GT3 category for BMW. So Then you have the 100 walking horse motorsport BMW, which is basically the AM car. It's kind of like the rich dudes or whoever. Um, Tom, um, Henry Walkenhorst is racing in that car and he's basically the team guy. So the 100 is the, uh, AM card and the 101 is the pro card to put it in simpler terms. Gotcha. And next on the entry list, we have a pair of road racing BMW M6 GT3s also in the SP9 category. Um, I feel like one of these surely will end up on the podium, if not higher, uh, if they have a decent race. There's just so, the lineups are just so good, and they've looked pretty pretty darn good at least for at least for the last couple of years in terms of just a stable car. It might not have been the fastest car all the time, uh, but I I don't know. I feel like I've been nailing some of my GT uh, my GT feelings in the last like couple months or so with some of the racing here, and I nailed the Porsche one. Just want to say that. Uh, so I have a feeling that the BMWs are going to do well, and I would not be surprised if one of these two entries makes it. So both of them have pretty pretty darn good lineups, man. Oh, Rova is probably, I want to say, in terms of of the overall cars that they brought, basing on what we saw in this entry list so far, the best BMW team by far. Um, in terms of the chances, since Vulcan Horse really only has one bullet in the gun, one is the pro car, and the one is you know just... You know, kind of like rich dudes puff or, or um, amateurs kind of puffing around at the Dodge Life, but just for kicks. <laughs> um, but take a look at the 90, let's go to the 99 first. Alexander Sims, um, which I believe is a full time Formula E driver now. Um, Nikki Katzberg, who, raced, who will, I believe, will also pull double duty racing in the WTCR event this weekend. Um, and then you have Nick Yellily, a China GT champion. Um, and they have Philip Eng, which is a DTM driver. And let's go back to the 98. Philip Eng is also in the car pulling double <laughs> duty. Um, so he's racing for both of Rover racing cars. Uh, then you have Tom Blomquist, Lucas Auer, and Marco Wittman, which is basically – so the 99 is sort of like the BMW factory GT guys, and then the 98 is the DTM squad. It's yeah, I, I, this lineup is fantastic. That's why I just you, I almost you, you had to stop and just admire the lineup as it was. And like I said, I think the BMWs have have they've had I, I feel like they've had worse years. Um, in in terms of just their pace and just their overall performance and stuff like that. But I feel like the last couple of years they've definitely been able to either get BLP breaks or at least been able to mm-hmm. wrestle some of the uh, pace back. So I, I feel like these cars will be up at the front for sure. Moving on to the uh, a couple. Uh, of close to my heart, just because these are GTIs uh, coming out of the Giddy Tire Motorsport uh, stable by WS Racing. Uh, the first is a uh, V2T category number ninety-two entry uh, Golf. Uh, it's a Mark Seven Golf GTI, more or less looking like a TCR car, except doesn't have the rear wing. Um, and then the other car is the number 91 in the SP3T category. Also, it's a Giddy Tire Motorsport. Uh, and this is a Mark VI GTI. So uh, this one's with a little bit more modifications to it. But uh, I, as just as a uh, personal Volkswagen GTI owner, am very thrilled to see a couple pairs of GTIs racing at the Nordschleife. So I appreciate it, even though I think they'll be racing... Uh, the VT, the, the, at least the Mark VII GTI will have some tough competition in the V2T category. 
Uh, but the SP3T, I don't know. Is there anybody else in that category that uh, that Mark Six GTI can compete against? I don't know. Uh, SP3T will only have. Oh, it's got it. Check yeah, right now. You'll have three cars. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. And another uh, and another Mark Seven GTI. I just saw that too. But yeah, so that's uh, I again. I, unless you have uh, any driver lineups, I just uh, I'll be rooting for those because of the. Uh, of, of my personal affinity for him. So. No, well, I know the, the 91, uh, the uh, SP3T uh, Giddy Tire car. There's a guy named David Drinkwater. Uh, fantastic name. Uh, sir, I'm pulling for you uh, 100%. I think we're all behind you. We, uh, if, 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 if any crazy last name can, can get and show up on the podium anywhere, I, I back that person 100%. And sir, you have my full support. Just want to just say that and throw it out there. <laughs> uh, next car in action. Okay, so yeah, there's a couple, three uh, SP3T cars uh, in the category. Uh, the next on that category's list is the number 90, uh, an Opel Astra Cup. Not a team name on this one. And the driver lineup's a little bit French, Swiss, and uh, action going on there. But I don't know, Francois Wales? Not really. Herbie Schmidt? I don't know. Anything, Chris? Um. Yeah, Carlos Tavares um, is the CEO of PSA. Really? Uh, Peugeot, yeah, basically the CEO of the Peugeot Sport Group, I think. I think that's what the PSA is. I feel like uh, every year we we kind of get some car executive that, that drives in this race. And hey, more power to him. I think it was Toyota, Toyota a yeah. year or two ago. Yep. But yeah, so uh, next on the category in SP3T, uh, final entry for this, is another Giddy Tire Motorsport GTI. This is a Mark 7 GTI. Also looks very awesome with the black and yellow livery. Um, this one looks a little bit more modified than its uh, sister, I would say sister car, um, just from the aspect that it is uh, it is a newer model. But uh, this looks more of like the TCR category that I'm used to seeing uh, looking Mark 7. So, but uh, yeah, go GTI. And I would say this would be the sister car because this is an all-female lineup. Um, Carrie Schreiner, I believe, races in the ADAC GT Masters with Audi. Um, I think the last round of Hockenheim, she actually started up front a bit, and then she pulled out to no, 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 a teammate that started, started the race and got up to a de- decent lead. And then the caution came out, so it ruined any chances of them winning the race because Carrie Schreiner isn't really uh not too not she's she isn't the greatest, um, but she does race Audi in GT Masters. Also, Laura Cryhammer is a, usually races with the KTM's, but since this all female team came about, she's been racing with them. And they have Celia Martin, which I have no info on her, but she's from the Adenau region, so very close to home. So this is the all-female lineup that everybody's going to be probably cheering for. I remember they had a flurry of troubles last year, but they always managed to get you know get the problem sorted. And I believe they finished the race and even classified. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I do remember them finishing the race. Um, so hopefully they have a split, hopefully they have less problems than last year. Kind of want to see them do well. Absolutely, yeah. It'd be nice to see them just kind of climb the ladder a little bit more, especially coming from last year. Uh, next car coming up here is the number 86 in the SP4T class. Uh, it is the compete against the only other car in his class, the 718 that we already covered. Uh, it's a Porsche Cayman 
718 GTS. This one does not have a rear wing. The other uh, car in the category does. So, uh, but kind of has that same look. Like it's a cross between a uh, like a Porsche Cup car and a Porsche GT4 car. It's uh, it's definitely it's got more GT4 looks to it, but it it's it just looks beefier. It's a, it's a different model, which is always just fascinating to me how many different kind of Porsche models there are. But uh, interesting car nonetheless. And Peter Kate, um, I did some research on him. Uh, he won last year in the SP8 T class. Then he won again in 2017 in the SP8 class. So in 2017 and 2019, he was class winner um, in different classes. So let's see if he can repeat that in a different class, which would be SP4 T. Next car coming up is the number 85. It's in the V3T category. Team Mathal Racing EV with the uh, Zimmerman Brake Part Sponsorship. It's a Porsche 718 Cayman S. Uh, like the other V3Ts that we kind of, I believe we covered a little bit before too, just a, uh, a rear wingless, essentially just a Cayman GT4 that looks like. Yeah, and these guys are most likely the guys who are regulars of the team, um, I would imagine. Nothing strikes out too much. They're all within their own individual regions of Germany. Um, so basically a NLS team racing in the number 24. The number 75 uh, in the SP10 category. This is a Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 CSMR, uh, as the initials will say. It's a uh, by Team Allied Racing. Um, and yeah, this is uh, dipping in the SP10 category. This is more what? like Just like kind of GT4 uh, spec essentially for the SPT or I, SP10? Yeah, so SP10 will be your FIA GT4 um, standard. So I believe, um, let's see, you have Lucas Andrew Trevs and then you have Dennis Fetzer. I don't recognize those names. There's two names I do recognize it's Nikolai Mahler Madsen, uh, who has been racing in the GT4 European Series. And then you have Ricardo van der Ende, which I believe also races in GT4 Europe, but in a court in, in the Camaro. Okay. The uh, next car coming up is number 74 uh, in the SP80 class, the Walking Horse Motorsport BMW M4 GT4. Along with, it yeah. looks like for that one too. Yeah, I mean, just there's assortment for drivers for that one, and including its sister car coming up as well too. Uh, but. Yeah, for this one, really, this is, it's kind of like, uh, this would still be considered GT4 category, right? Or would this be slightly different for modification-wise? Um, SP8T is, is definitely a little bit different. Uh, let me just check here. Okay, it's with a turbo. That's what the T stands for. Okay. Um, so, but definitely the 74, um, Ben Tuck is a DTM trophy driver, and I believe he won a couple races this year. So he definitely knows how to handle a BMW M4. And then the rest, I believe, are probably raced GT4 with BMW before, I would assume. Um, the sister car, the number 73 uh, from Walken Horse Motorsport, uh, their driver lineup, anything to note from them as well? Um, I want to say, yeah, actually, uh, Max Hesse. I knew I recognized that name. Um, 2019 ADAC TCR German champion, um, making a step up from TCR's GT to is a GT4 car, but I'm a GT4 class. Um, then you have Neil Verhagen or Neil Verhagen. I can't remember how that's pronounced, but he used to race 
single-seaters, like Formula Renault Euro Cup. And I believe he might have also done the Toyota Racing Series, but fortunately, probably didn't have enough funding to make the next step. I don't remember him being too great at Formula Renault Euro Cup either, um, but he's making a step up to the 24-hours Nürburgring um, in a BMW M4 GT4. Maybe he can get a class one because it's nice to, see little, nice to see a little American on the grid once in a while. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind getting the, you know little stars and stripes you know flowing a little bit on the grid maybe maybe with a higher up finish that would be too bad good luck to that team uh number 71 is the next entry on the list here uh sp10 category uh so this is a gt4 uh it's a pro sport racing uh aston martin vantage amr gt4 i i really like these new advantages and that gt4 even with this livery it looks a little bit different interesting but i it works well and the car just looks really gorgeous yeah, and I would assume these are the guys that usually race with um, Pro Sport. Uh, Pro Sport usually takes Aston Martin GT4s and race them in Creventic. I believe they were at the 16 Hours of Hockenheim. Um, I don't remember where exactly they finished there. Probably first in class. I mean, it was a very, very dull race. Only 16 entries, I believe. But Nico Verdonk is in this race. And if I remember, remember correctly, he also raced the Corvettes when they were in the 24 hours of Dubai. Um, but Nico Verdonk is usually in the pro sport Astons for Corvettic when they usually race them. And, and as always, for, for me at least, I just, I love to see Astons at the Nordic Life. So pulling for that 71 do well. Uh, next on the SP10 category, number 70, uh, Huffer Racing by Bonk Motorsport, BMW M4 GT4. Uh, driver lineup for this one, I'm not really recognizing. I mean, Claudia Hurtgen, um assuming that there's something there is there any importance to her or just kind of like another um, at least Cla- uh, Claudia Hertgen races in ADAC GT4 Germany uh, which is the support to the ADAC GT Masters um, and then you have Michael Schrey which races in DTM Trophy and they both race with the same team Hofer Racing by Bonk Morrisport so they just kind of just picked up some of the drivers that race in these little domestic championships and they put them on the car for the 24 hours never Nürburgring <laughs> and having fun with it, I'm sure. Uh, SP7 category. Uh, this is, I would see, just see, uh, so this is like Porsche Cup cars and or GT3 older spec cars that, you know, are that have fallen off out of spec of the higher category kind of deal for this for this uh, next few cars coming up here in the SP7 category. Is that kind of right? Or how would you describe SP7? Uh, actually, yeah, SP7 is basically where all your Porsche Cup cars come to mingle. Um, old and well, not really old, but some of them you see them modified to look like the new Porsche GT3s, which is kind of cool. Um, usually, this says MR at the end of the car name. It's by Manti Racing, and it has a different different bodywork usually, but it's a different, very cool class. Um, and we should see some action coming out of this. They usually are causes of a few accidents, or you know, at least involved in some. Yep. Uh, we'll start off with number 69 uh, in the SP7 category. Uh, click for Schrung.de team. Uh, Porsche 911 GT3 Cup MR. Uh, it's got a decent livery. This has the body kit, body work of a GT3 car of like spec 2011, 12, 2000, something like that, 13. Um, so yeah, maybe a little bit older than that or uh, younger than that, but uh, cool looking car. Anything... Uh, Specific on that one that you want to mention, Chris? No, it, it's a very cool. It's a very nice. 
Well, not NASCAR. Well, it's kind of. It's a very big sponsor logo on the uh, <laughs> rear side of the car. So that reminds me of like NASCAR, but they have the huge logos. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of a cool thing to, to see from a Porsche team. Well, I always like wheel fenders too, especially like those body kit fenders. So that that always gets me for some some kid like reason. Uh, next on the list is the number sixty five SP seven category again. The Hubert Motorsport. It's a nine eleven GT three Cup. Uh, this one looks just a little bit different than the one we just uh, said. This has a much more modern Porsche Cup look to it. Uh, so I would just assume this is pretty close to 2019-2020 spec Porsche Cup. Uh, next on the entry list, too, for this is going to be number 64. Uh, SP7 category. Again, the rent-to-drive familiar racing uh, with the MC, MSC Adeno EV and ADAC sponsorship. Uh, it's a 991 GT3 Cup. This is de- this is an older cup car. This is definitely an older cup car, uh, but it's got that uh, livery that looks like I said before on one of the other ones that Minecraft kind of like eight bit pixelation texture pack kind of thing. But it's like light blue, sky blue, and like dark blue at the back. So look for those cars. I those are really cool looking liveries. I think, from in my opinion, but oh yeah, and one of the drivers, Hendrik Steele, he I believe he races in the ADAC GT. For Germany Championship, and that would be with Team ABS Sorg Rheinsport in a BMW M4 GT4. So it's kind of crossing manufacturer lines here. <laughs> it's interesting, but I'm sure I'm sure everything's okay. No drama involved. Just trying to make something up, that isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. Not not probably none too many arguments we had yet between those yet. So uh, the next car is kind of interesting. Uh, number sixty-three. It's a Porsche nine-on-one cup. Still in the SP7 category. This is like a. This almost be like kind of an art car design. Livery. Yeah, I really like it. It's like kind of like it's just got a bunch of really really bright colors. A lot of different kind of just uh, design patterns and stuff. I mean, it has nothing really to do that I can that I can see with uh, a lot of the sponsorships. Look, like some of these are just stickered right on top of it. So I don't know where that came from, but it's a really really cool design. It's very, it's it's a very cool design, and this number sixty three car um, shouldn't be very hard to spot. It's a very colorful addition to the grid, and I think it should do well. Number sixty two, thank you, Chris. Number sixty two, SP seven category. Just continuing on here, it's another nine nine one GT three uh, Porsche Cup car. Uh, again, it's got that like twenty fifteen spec front uh, nose, like I think fourteen something like that. I I I feel like I have an affinity for like picking out which. Uh, what year some of these uh, Porsche Cup cars are? So I'm I'm going with 2012, 2013 on the uh, on the nose for that because it's just got an older spec to it. But we'll see. The newer ones are like the 2017, 2018 ones. Those are like the the sweet mm-hmm. nose. Yep. Uh, and that one you can see actually the the next entry because again the 62 doesn't have a team name, so we'll just kind of keep moving on unless Chris you want to pipe up. But the number 61, the next entry. That, well, oh, go the, ahead, go ahead. Well, I just want to say if you watch um. IMSA Porsche Cup. Um, what Austin is referring to is the gold cup cars. That's what that's what this car looks like. Gold, yes. The gold cup cars. Yeah. yeah, that's actually the perfect perfect analogy for that. Because yeah, it's they're just the older spec. Uh, yeah, I believe these are the older spec ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, number sixty one, and which is now to what I would say is the newer spec. Uh, it's a CP Racing uh, Porsche nine nine one Cup Gen two. There we go. There's that Gen Two uh, Cup car here. Uh, I I don't mind don't mind the livery. 
too much. And I am going to 1,000% pull for this car because it is a all-U.S.-based driver lineup, uh, including uh, the world-famous Shane Lewis. Uh, and as a Turn 10 member, I have to pull pull for Shane Lewis. So go, Shane, go. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm pleasantly surprised by seeing a few of these, uh, a couple of these guys on here on this entry. Yeah, usually um, CP Racing is normally a Gravetic entry. They race a Mercedes. Well, they started out with Porsche Cup cars, did they, Gravetic? Yep. And they kind of moved up from there with a Mercedes GT3. Um, I believe they might have won an overall race. I can't be can't be exact on that. Uh, they, I believe they also might have won a – I think they won a class championship in Gravetic um, in the AM category. Um, so they have, in at least in amateur endurance racing – they got some titles to the name, and racing with a bunch of SP7s, which SP7 compared to the other classes is a pretty stout, you know, class of cars. Um, Charles Putman, Charles Espinlob, Joe Foster, these are the guys who've probably seen like a Grand Am or IMSA in the past. Um, and then you have Shane Lewis who races, I believe, Trans Am 2 here in the States. Oh, man. I And so, yeah, all four drivers from the U.S., so I I... I can't wait to see this disappoint myself, but uh, or disappoint me later on. But anyway, <laughs> full and for the uh, the U.S. based team, uh, at least for the driver line is concerned. Number sixty one. Uh, next uh, category for uh, we're gonna switch categories. SP eight T, uh, so GT four turbo category. <clears throat> Garage fifty nine. The number fifty nine. Uh, all uh, British uh, entried driver lineup. The Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT four. Uh, this one is probably going to be a pretty stout contender in the uh, GT4 categories, uh, SP8 and SPAT. Yeah, and just judging by those four names alone, you know, you would think that this is just an automatic contender because you have Alexander West, Chris Goodwin, Darren Turner, and Jonathan Adam. And I would imagine, I believe, Alexander West, Darren Turner, and Jonathan Adam um, were just at Lamar, at least, you know, Two-thirds of those drivers were at Le Mans um, just, re- just this past week. So going from Le Mans to Germany and racing a 24-hour race must be taxing, especially when not fighting for the overall win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's got to be a, just a grind just in itself just to get to the grid. So next category, uh, we come back to SP7. Uh, and so we're going to get another Porsche here, but it's a Cayman. 718GT4MR. Interesting that's in this SP7 category. W and S Motorsport uh, Team Space Drive Racing is the sponsor for this entry, number 58. Dean, I believe, races in, uh, I'll just double check, in the DTM Trophy. Um, I want to say, okay, not DTM Trophy, but definitely ADEC GT4 Masters. There you go. He races in Mercedes. Um, in that championship. So racing a Porsche in the number 24. So it'd be a different car for him. Be interesting to see how he adapts. Cause I believe, let me just check the results here. Um, he did win. He did win a uh, race number two at the Nürburgring um, on the GP circuit when ADAC GT masters came to play. So he has a win here already. Let's see if he can transfer that in their life. It'll be difficult. Definitely going to rely on some luck to get that done as well. Uh, next car coming up on the entry list is number 54. Uh, in the SPA category, it's Novel Racing with Toyo Tire by Ring Racing, uh, the Lexus RCF. This one, uh, GT, it's it's an SP8, but 
don't know. Is this is this really a GT4? Well, the GT4s are SP10s. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, yep, that's right. I got that confused. But the SP8s is kind of because SP means sports production, and eight is just a category they put them in. Because um, SP8 can go over cute, like it, it's a measure of engine size. I want to say. Yeah. Um. So makes sense it gets put in SP8. It's like the it's it's, it's almost like it's a GT3 body. That's why it just kind of got me confused a bit where I was like, that does not look like a GT4, even though you could slot that car. We've seen GT4 cars be slotted in SP8. So uh, number 53 is next on the entry list, also an SP8. Oh, I think we missed somebody. Dominic Farnbarger. Oh, we did. I did not even. I glossed over him. I'm so sorry, Dominic. But uh, yeah, that's actually a very uh, interesting lineup for the 54, looking at it. Where it's it's there's it's almost kind of like you've got because I don't know do you know the two Japanese drivers I would assume that they are probably more inexperienced. Yeah, they're probably more with the Lexus Toyota guys. Yeah, he's kind of getting them grooming them a little bit for more experience as well. So that that's an interesting kind of ha- task for him to go over there to kind of be in that category. That's a it, it's an interesting place to be at an entry list that's for sure i would i would expect him to be in the uh gt3 category if anything but they always been racing in sp8 um or at least in these subclasses um that's what they always have been running so it doesn't make sense to change especially in the year with so much you know economic you know catastrophe yeah it makes sense to stick what you stick what you know no hey i if i can make the same decision i probably would uh, number 53 on the entry list here in SPA category, Giddy Tire Motorsport by WS Racing. It's an Audi R8 LMS GT4. Uh, Jan Sorensen. I feel like I've heard that name a couple times before. Uh, that's something that really stood out to me. Anything that stands out to you? A couple, uh, a couple Denmarks, some Danes, Netherlands. That's about it. Uh, Jan Sorensen on Google Google uh, showing that he was born in 1955 as a former football player. Um, that's don't know if that's actually him. Um, be cool if it was, but I do know one thing for sure: Kari Pekka Laxinen. He used to be a TCR driver. Um, he placed third in the only TCR Spa 500. Um, where he raced with guys like Antti Beery and Ascona. Uh, the Spanish driver, and he also did ADAC TCR. And next on the entry list is the number 44 in the SP9 category, Falcon Motorsports. One of my favorite teams, uh, just going back forever. I love Falcon Motorsports so much. They're driving a Porsche 911 GT3R, a pair of Porsches this year. They have been famous for just driving a Porsche and a BMW the last couple of years, so uh, they definitely have a pair of Porsches this year. Um, and double dutying for their lineup uh, due to uh, COVID issues uh, with some of the Porsche factory drivers. Oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty spread thin, aren't they? I mean, they pulled out of the GT Lamar class at Mid-Ohio this weekend, which, yes, IMSA is at Mid-Ohio this weekend. Um, yeah. But but the fact that I believe we only lost one Porsche, and that was the Grello, um, is absolutely astounding. Yeah, I, um, I was I'm, really surprised it wasn't it, – it was it, – it was just drivers and not entries themselves. That was really surprising. I mean, it was only just one. And 
Oh man, imagine having to do two 24-hour races in a row, and the second 24-hour race is probably one, at the, one of the most demanding tracks of in, in the world, mm-hmm. and you have to pull double duty. Um, <laughs> but usually, what happens in these cases is that people, people doing double duty, they'll put their minimum drive times in each one, and then they'll just focus on the one that's doing better. Um, so towards the end of the race, if one, let's say, one of the Falcon cars is like. 53rd overall and the other is the third they might just end up retiring that 53rd place car just to focus all their efforts on that third place car so that's we we could see that happening as a team effort but i think mostly it's just kind of like the team just puts their driver into their into the best car if he meets the minimum drive time for the other car gotcha do we know uh, the two drivers or at least that right now that for the century or is it just kind of that they? Uh, I, I don't know the specific ones that aren't going to be making it to the to the race. I believe Matt Kando won't be racing, and maybe um, Van Thor. No, Van Thor is an IMSA guy. He... Yeah, for them it'd be um, like Dirk Werner, maybe Christian Engelhart, Sven Muller. I believe oh, maybe Sven Muller. No, because he's on the entry list here for the 44, at least on the colored version of the grid. Well, some of them are just pretty pictures of the cars. Klaus Bockler and Sven Muller, I think, are maybe the double duty guys. Because the sister car, the number 33, we'll talk about that in a bit. Christian Engelhart and Dirk Werner on that. And then the 44, Mm -hmm. Peter Dumbreck and Martin uh, Ragnar. Um, Yeah, I think these are going to be some solid picks uh, i think they're gonna be up front uh, it, the entry list uh, i'm not gonna say the drive line doesn't surprise you know it doesn't startle me or jump out it definitely jumps but um you know i don't know i, I feel like I, they, they haven't they haven't shown enough yet where i can confidently say like yeah i think these guys will be at the front like i you would say with grello so um yeah well imsa fans if you Missed the Falcon Tire, you know, GT Lamar card. I mean, one. we got two oh. of them here. Yeah, it, it, well, two GT threes. Gorgeous. It it does, the paint scheme looks is timeless. So it just looks fantastic on the new GT three car too. Another BMW coming up out here, uh, and this is another GT three BMW for the Team Schnitzer, uh, number forty two. Uh, I'll just say the the uh, driver entry list here: Augusto uh, Farfus, Young Yans uh, Klingming, Martin Tomchik, and uh, Sheldon Vanderlinde. So yeah, um, yeah, Yang's Klingman, um, has been around for BMW team for a while. I believe he races with BMW in the uh, Italian GT Championship with BMW Team Italia. I think that's where I kind of see him do his full time duties, um, picking up the slack in the Italian Championship. Um, Martin Tomczyk, um, I don't think he does DTM anymore, um, but he, he was he's a former DTM driver. Then you have Sheldon Vanderlinde who picked up a factory BMW drive in DTM. I believe won his first race at Assen this year. Um, so congratulations to him. But Augusto Farfus would usually be pulling double duty racing the WTCR event this weekend, but he was dropped from Hyundai because um, he raced with Hyundai WTCR championship for, for a couple of years. But since he, he got dropped and he won't be racing anyway, because Hyundai dropped out. Um, so Augusto Farfus just has uh, this to focus on. Next entry coming up is the number 39 uh, for the BMW M2 CS category. 
which I think is incorrect. I think this is uh, SP, I want to say probably seven or uh, eight, eight T maybe something like that. Uh, just from the entry list that I see, it's not correct here, but it's no, the, that'd be, that's an actual class, I guess. It's an actual class. Fantastic. Just, just, yeah. It's probably two like, cars, I think. Yeah. It looks like two cars. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. I'm pleasantly surprised that that's actually a, a considered a category. The, uh, team name, MSC, uh, Walshide, I have such a problem saying that German name, EV Kieven Sports and Racing, BMW M2CS. Anything to note for this, uh, entry, Chris? This guy's name is weird. It's Fa Fulbender, or, no, actually, that's his last name. The Klaus Fa Fulbender. That, that's just, that, that's, this is just a weird name because there's, if you, if you look at the entry list, there's like two spaces. There's like three different words in his last name. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would love to have some clarification on what that is, if that's initials or if that's indeed like a name spell. Like that is fascinating. All right. And next on the entry list here, we have uh, the number 38 in the SP8T category, uh, Black Falcon Team Techstar, uh, Mercedes-AMG GT4. Uh, first, the Mercedes that's coming up here. Uh, gorgeous looking car, uh, and I like the livery too. And if you notice, it, it has like on the sides, it looks like it has like the factory Mercedes, like GT3, you know, on the side there, which that, is interesting. And it's that Black Falcon livery. I love that too. That yeah, awesome oh, center stripe of the top. Yeah, so GT3 and GT4, it's all the Mercedes, but you know, in the cup classes, they have little Porsches there to have some fun, Black Falcon. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next car coming up is number 37 in the SP10 category. Uh, more GT Force here. The novel racing with Toyota Tire by Ring Racing Toyota Supra. Oh yeah, they. The, this was a car that raced in every single Nurburgring Endurance Series around this year, and it just looks fantastic. I just love the yellow tip on the nose. Yep. Um, it just it just looks good. Um, and, and the fact that we get to see this car on the Nordschleife with cameras on, it's just going to be awesome and the fact that let's talk about Supra as a as a race car here for a second they're in British GT they're in DTM trophy with Jose Maria Lopez drove uh, he drove one one weekend um, if you don't know DTM trophy is basically the GT4 series with only single driver no you know co-drivers and stuff it's a sprint it's like a 30 minute sprint race with only one driver car um, that supports the DTM and the, the Supra's in it um, Nico Nico Verdunk, who we mentioned earlier, he races in that series. But Jose Maria Lopez raced at the uh, Lachet Ring, um, and I believe he crashed the car. Um, but they race also in there. Um, French GT, aka GT4 France, um, GT4 European Series. If I didn't mention that already, and the fact that they're going to IMSA next year with the Michelin Pilot Challenge. So the the Super itself, although they've We'll get pedantic, you know, the body, at least the, the stickers on the car, uh, on the Xfinity series cars had them for a while. But in terms of actual flesh and blood Supra, uh, the fact that it's racing in Nürburgring on its first year of like full rollout is kind of awesome. 
Yeah, and again, the car. I, I think the car looks great. I think it really does uh, pop, and yeah, that little yellow lipstick at the front really kind of sells it for me too, with all the the dark blue for the rest of it. Uh, the number thirty six is the next car on our entry uh, list here. BMW M two CS category. It's the other uh, car in this class. Obviously, it would be a BMW M two CS uh, as the car make uh, by Pixum CFN Team Adrenaline Motorsport. Look at look at it's Tom Cornell's in that car. Oh, look at, hey, hey, there's probably going to be a lot of uh, vlogs uh, probably ongoing right now on his social media. That dude is like everywhere on social media all the time with his stuff, so. I was going to say, he's just going to pull double duty, most likely going to pull double duty. I believe he still races in WTCR at the Nürburgring. Um, So he'll be racing in WTCR and in this race. So another one of the drivers doing double duty. That's a fun race to watch too. It's not too long, and uh, they do the whole launch life of it too. So it's a it's a pretty pretty fun kind of support race to watch that if you can. And we get the details at the end of the entries. Yep. Next car up is the number thirty five in the SP Pro category. It's the Black Falcon Team Identica Porsche nine eleven GT three Cup MR. Yeah. So I guess it's trying to mimic what the new Porsche looks like. It's basically a cup car, but it's trying to mimic what the actual new Porsche Cup car looks like. Uh, not the new Porsche Cup car, but the new Porsche GT3 car looks like. Um, in the SP Pro, let's see if I can get my handy-dandy guide up here to tell me what that is exactly. Because it's not you know, pro drivers. Um, it's not exactly that. It is basically cars with over a certain engine size. So that's basically why it's an SP Pro. Okay, gotcha. I was going to ask you about that too, so appreciate the clarification. Uh, next on the entry list is the sister car of the 44 uh, Falcon Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3. It's the number 33 uh, with its own very, very good driver lineup here. Uh, and we mentioned earlier, it's Sven Miller and Klaus Bachler that were listed on the 44 as well, and it, they are listed here too on the driver lineup. But in addition, it's the Christian Engelhart and Dirk Werner associated with this car as well. Uh, great driver lineup. Yeah, and um, Christian Engelhardt, let me just take a minute to praise him because I believe just this year alone, he won the six hours of Nürburgring overall um, with Dynamic Motorsport and the GT World Challenge Europe Championship. And he also won just this Le Mans weekend, ADAC GT Masters at the Hockenheim Ring. I believe he won one of the races um, with the Porsche there too or at least finished very high up the order. So he is definitely having a very good year. He's probably having a better time at Porsche than with Lamborghini, considering he you know, started racing in Porsches with Porsche Career Cup Deutschland. Um, I believe he also did a fair share of Super Cup races as well, most likely. So I think he'll be much more happy here as he's in a German manufacturer for a number ring 24, which the odds are in his favor for him to win compared to racing with the Lamborghini. Actually, he wouldn't even be really racing in the Nürburgring 24 if he was still with Lamborghini because Lamborghini never really did this. Although Orange won FFF Racing, apparently is looking into a program with the N24 with their Lamborghini. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, just for we all know there's Conrad, but Conrad, I mean, <laughs> they always catch on fire. Right. Oh well, yeah. Well, that was yeah. That was the assumption. Uh, next on the entry list is the number 31 uh, Porsche 911 GT3R in the SP9 category. It's the Fricadelli Racing Team Porsche. Uh, 
definitely a winning culture here for Porsche. And um, yeah, how how, do you, how about this driver lineup? Yeah, the 30, 31, um, they have a guy named Michael Kern. I'm just going to assume that's going to be Lars Kern, the guy who has the GT2 record at the Nürburgring. Because um, the Michael Kern I looked up is the American who barely has any results on his driver database page. So I'm going to just hopefully assume I'm right and be that's Lars Kern. But you have Matteo Jamine, and then you have Maxime Martin, and then you have Lance David Arnold. Now, my, I remember correctly, Lance David Arnold used to race for Mercedes, more specifically in the Haribo car. So it's interesting that he's now in the uh, Porsche. Yeah, making that switch. We'll see if it does does any any good for them at all. But I think I I, I do like Fricadelli. I think that they're uh, they're a great outfit. So we'll just we'll kind of have to see how they do this uh, for this outing. And their sister car is right next to this one on the entry list, the number thirty, uh, also nine eleven GT three R in the GT three category. Fricadelli Racing Team Porsche. Uh, yeah, uh, this liking this. Uh, line up a little bit I, I like the other one probably more 31 yeah because the other one you have Klaus Abelin which I believe would be kind of like the money that goes into the team uh, Norbert Seeler, I believe who used to race Lamborghinis or um, I believe he used to race Lamborghinis and Alex Miller and Robert Renauer and Robert Renauer he's a you know, true ace behind the wheel, won all those races for uh, Herbert Porsche in the Creventic series. Um, so definitely the 31 is looking to be the stronger lineup for sure. Next on the entry list, we have the number 29, uh, Audi R8 uh, LMS GT3 uh, in the SP8, uh, SP8, SP9 category. It's the Audi Sport Team, first of the Audi Stables. Uh, I like this lineup a lot. I really do. This is a great, great lineup. Um a lot of these drivers, I feel like, could definitely put in a hero stint and uh, take this car to the front. Yeah, you get uh, Matea Drudy, who've been racing with Audi for the GT World Challenge um, Cup. And then you have, uh, he also won a Italian GT Endurance race, the three hours of Mugello. We, we actually won in that photo finish against a BMW. You have three hours of your time that you would like to just kind of chill and watch a race to. Definitely check out the three hours of Mugello on the Italian GT Facebook page. Um, definitely was a very good ending to that one. Um, anyway, um, you have Christopher Mies, and then you have Rene Rast, and Kelvin Vanderlinde. And uh, Christopher Mies and Kelvin Vanderlinde, I believe, were part of the winning Land Motorsport squad on um, 2016. Um, it was... It was around that time period um, in our sports car history where they made a mistake in the pits and ended up giving them the win. Um, They were with that crew. But Rene Rast, um, DTM driver who is leading the points, I believe, uh, last year's champion. They have Matteo Giudi, who I believe is recently new to the uh, Audi stables. And uh, coming in at four... Next on the entry list is the number 26 in the SP9 category, Octane 126, uh, with the Seralina sponsorship. Uh, Ferrari 488 GT3, first the Ferraris. Uh, uh, just a fleet of Swiss drivers uh, for this entry here. Yeah, um, Born Grossman, Simon Tremor, I believe they came from Ferrari Challenge. 
uh, definitely born Grossman. I've seen him there before. Um, Jonathan Hershey, I believe, raced LMP2s. Uh, I, oh, I believe he might have also raced the uh, Jaguar GT3. Um, time to look up these names. These names are also familiar, but I don't know. Why. Okay, yeah, he raced with um, yeah, he raced uh, with a Duquesne team this year in Le Mans. Um, he uh, finished. He did not finish the race. Uh, Jonathan Hershey. Oh yeah, yeah. Both of them, I okay. believe, have Simon Trummer's GT uh, GT driver, and then yeah, Jonathan Hershey. He uh, he definitely was competing at Le Mans this year. Yeah, Simon Trummer um, also raced J- with JDC the ben- banana boat. I think um, I keep forgetting where Simon Trummer comes from all the time, but he did, <laughs> and he also races with Algar Pro Racing, so he is an LMP2 driver. Um, but I do know that. Born Grossman, once again, Ferrari Challenge, and Luca Ludwig, son of Klaus Ludwig, which was former Mr. DTM back in the 80s and 90s. And Luca Ludwig races a Mobile One Mercedes in the ADAC GT Masters. Uh, next entry on the list here, number 25, a Huber Motorsport Porsche 911 GT3R. Yeah, so Lorenzo Rocco di Turipadula. Um Long last name. Um, he's the Monday guy for the team. Marco Holzer, he used to race in the American Le Mans Series. Flying Lizard, I believe. And he does other stuff with, you know, German GT and stuff like that. I believe he also raced the Bentley in ADAC GT Masters before. Um, and then Nico Menzel, um, interesting guy. That guy, I believe he used to race with BMW in the past. He also might have been a champion of a... Porsche, yeah, Porsche Car Cup Asia in 2019. Um, that's he won the championship there. Um, in 2019, he did race with Ferrari as well. Okay, with Wackenspiegel. Um, oh, this guy's a guy of many traits. He also raced with um, Nissan last year. Porsche in VLN, Ferrari. B, there you go, BMW. He raced with BMW in the with the M4 in the SP8T class in 2018. So that's where I got the BMW. And also with 2017, looks like he was kind of like a factory driver, almost with Horse racing in the VLN and the Bathurst 12-hour and the 24-hours of Nürburgring. So that's where I got the BMW connection from. But he's been kind of a man of many trades, racing Porsche Cups, uh, Nissan GTRs, Ferraris, so even Lamborghinis, I guess, too. Wow. He's really a man of just, just, just handle any machinery, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list, we've got the number 22 uh, Mercedes-AMG uh, GT3. It's the uh, new car for this year. 10Q Racing, Team Hauer and Zabel. Uh, stable coming out of this. Uh, quite a few names that I'm recognizing here. Daniel Giancadella, uh, Thomas Yeager, Sebastian Ash. Uh pretty good good drivers uh from i mean they're uh say i wouldn't say completely up and coming but um definitely good good drivers out of that mercedes stable yeah uh, yeah they're pretty decent kenneth hire i believe was with the hofer racing team when they raced the mercedes gt3 in the creventic series um sebastian osh i believe is luca ludwig's teammate um as in co-driver in the adec gt masters in that mobile one mercedes um, Thomas Jaeger, um, this is the German guy. Um, so, because so, remember, there's two Thomas Jaegers. 
Um, since this is a GT3, we're just we think this is the main one. We're just not too sure. But then you have Daniel Yokidella who raced, you know, I believe he was a DTM driver in the past. Now I believe he is in Formula E. But like most of these most of these guys on here, if you notice the trend, they mostly do something else than you know, twenty four hour races. They do mainly a national GT championship or Formula E or something other along the lines of that. So interesting to see like where all these guys race at when they're not doing 24-hour racing and see how all of them come here just for this one race. Yeah, how the affiliations kind of can mess with or blossom kind of from a different manufacturer too. So, yeah, interesting to see. Uh, next on the entry list is the number 21, uh, Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo. couple, yeah, a Swiss and you know, a little bit of French in this uh, driver lab as well. Um, Frank Pera, uh, Pereira, I should say. Uh, definitely recognize him. Yeah, um, Axel Jeffries, um, I believe, is from Africa. Um, he used to race in the Super Trofeo Europe, but now he races in Blank Pan GT or not Blank Pan GT um, World Challenge Europe now with the Lamborghini. Um, and Marco Mapelli, same thing, Lamborghini driver, I believe, races with the. Uh, will he be racing with the Magnus Racing Team um, in IMSA? Uh, that might be where I'm getting, where I'm thinking there's some familiarity with some of these entry, uh, some of these drivers in this entry. You might be right. Then Michelle DiMartino, um, don't exactly know where he came from, um, but that's what racing reference, or not racing reference, driver database is for. Um, yeah, this is interesting. Okay, he's the rich guy. He's the one funneling money to the team. There you go. That's the answer. <laughs> when in doubt, it's usually the rich guy funneling money to the team to get this effort off the ground. There you go. Uh, the next couple uh, entries here, car number 18 and car number 19, uh, both from the same stable, so we'll just include them both. KCMG's Porsche 911 GT3 RSs uh, with the kind of prototypical KCMG uh, livery with a little bit of a little outliner lipstick kind of on the front grill to differentiate the two and the mirror side mirrors. Uh, how do you figure these two uh, stack up against the other SP9 contenders? Uh, this is probably one of the strongest lineups we have. I mean, like the 19 car, you have Alexander Imperatori, Eduardo Liberati, uh, Josh Bird, and Dennis Olsen. And many people would argue that Dennis Olsen being last year's Intercontinental GT Challenge champion, um, this is the strongest one on that lineup. Uh, Josh Burden, I believe, did some TCR Japan last year uh, with KCMG. And then Eduardo Liberati and Alexander Imperatori, they do stuff with KCMG now. They basically roll with them all the time. But the 18 car, that's the one that everybody's kind of been like gawking their eyes on. Because this is probably one of the most stacked lineups we ever saw. Uh, Waited till, till this long to say it, but yeah. I would agree. Earl Bamber, which you can now classify him as a NASCAR driver, is a fun, fun fact. Yeah. Um, raced the Xfinity at Daytona Road Course, but never mind that. We have Timo Bernhard, Jorg Bergmeister. Haven't heard that name in a while. Mm. And then Dennis Olsen. So Dennis Olsen pulling double duty for the KCMG team. Yeah, That's I, crazy. How- yeah. I like it. 
<laughs> Give, bring on the chaos, How, and there's a great lineup too, man. I can't remember what the original uh, Gorillo lineup was. I know it was Matt Campbell. Um, but I can't remember the other two off the top of my head. Maybe Tandy and them? Yeah, I think it was Tandy. I'm not too sure. But how can you get a lineup like that that was pretty OP already? Yeah. Get an even more OP lineup. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, looking at the kind of just glancing of the rest, it's it's going to be hard to top this one. It's, it's, uh, in reference to the number 18, uh, it is a very, very good lineup for that car. So. Uh, the next category, I should say, not category, the car number, because I always seem to have problems with that uh, for this one, uh, is the Hella Pagid or Pagid Racing One Ferrari 488 GT3, uh, with some German and Swiss drivers uh, kind of interwoven here. It's more of like an AM entry. Yeah, it's more of like an AM entry. These guys raced in, in the NLS this year. Um, so you have two Ferraris on the grid. That's always nice to see. And but obviously the, the Octane car, which we mentioned earlier, is a stronger one. Even well, I believe in uh, this, one of the races they finished first on the road, but that got disqualified for a tire issue. Um, then um, other one they were in contention, but they did they were having some fuel strategy, but they stayed out when people thought they should have pitted, but then they still got third in the race. But actually, I believe some interesting news out of the Octane, if we can go back to the Octane car for a second, I believe ADAC found them to have 30 horsepower more than what they were supposed to have during all of the races. But ADAC went and said, yeah, we're not going to penalize you for that. That's our fault. That's RB. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll fix that. So they, they were put back in the dyno this week. Um, pegged back a bit, so we might not see them be as strong as they were in the uh, NLS rounds. <laughs> but this Ferrari is definitely going to be kind of middle of the pack, back end of the GT3s for sure. The Hella Pageant one, which is a nice blue car. Oh it, yeah, it's it's a it's not that same kind of uh, pixelated livery, but it's got the like Ferrari emblem that's just kind of stamped uh, throughout the livery. That's a really cool kind of take on it too. So. All right, the uh, next car on our entry list here is number 15, Racing, powered by HFG Racing Engineers. It's the Audi R8 LMS GT3 uh, with some Swiss and German drivers uh, sprinkled in this uh, entry. I like the livery. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's, 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 like, it's like Audi-esque, but it's instead of the red, it's the blue. Yeah, and I don't think they have the um, Audi kind of like swish on it. They're, they have it on the side like a signature Audi look. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they might they might not have. Okay, they do have it, but it's not on this car. So that's kind of indicates that it's not a pro entry. Um, it's more like an amateur. Uh, but Rahel Frey's in this car, which races in ADAC GT Masters, I believe, was in the Le Mans race with Iron Dames. So that's a female driver in the car of the number 15. Uh, next on the entry list, we have number 11, uh, the Iron Force Racing uh, EFP car collection by TECE sponsorship, Audi R8 LMS GT3. Oh, that was a mouthful. Uh, with some Swiss and Austrian German drivers uh, kind of making this up. Yeah, you have Pierre Kaffer. Um, Pierre Kaffer sounds very familiar. Oh, Pierre Kaffer is very familiar. 
Yeah. Okay. DTM driver uh, for a long time. To uh, race at Le Mans uh, GT uh, or uh, LMP2 and GT driver as well. European Le Mans series. Dude's been everywhere. Pierre Kaff is uh is the man. Yeah, I know. I recognize that name from somewhere. Then they have uh, Simon Riker, and then they have John Eric Slewin, which I believe might be the money money man for that team. It's got a, a rebellion esque kind of livery to it from last year's Le Mans. A little bit, I like that. Yeah, it's a very very cool looking car, and I think it looks better than the Porsche they had previous. Mm-hmm. Number ten, uh, get speed performance next entry here. It's a Mercedes AMG GT3. Uh, with a couple U.S. Uh, drivers in here as well, with some Belgians. Yeah, so I want to say those two U.S. drivers, since they have the same last name, they might be you know, a family duo bringing money. Um, but because Mark, I never heard of those two guys before. But Marcus Pat, uh, Patala used to race with BMW mm-hmm. and won a few VLN races, I believe, here with the BMW. And the Maxime Sule. That's an interesting one. Usually he races. Bentley's, does he not? Yes. Uh, these, this is all, all these are just slightly off. Like some of these entries, just are, uh, drivers are just kind of like a, they they feel like they're in the wrong spot in some of these. Uh, but I believe you're right. I believe he is a uh, is he, he was at least for a bit driving for Bentley. Um, I like that livery too. A little bit uh, white and red, kind of looks a little Canada colors. Uh, next on the entry list is a number nine uh, Mercedes AMG Team Get Speed. Uh, it's another uh, Mercedes GT3 car. Um, that neon green black livery. Oh, that looks nasty. I like it. Um, interesting. A driver lineup for this. I, I, forgive me if thinking that I this looks a little bit more M. Uh, actually, I think this is my miss. Might be more pro oh, than oh, the last oh, one. Oh yeah. I'm okay. Sorry. I. Did not see a couple of these. Okay, I saw two Maxi. I was like, oh, that's uh, no uh, Maxi Book is in this one. Yeah, and Maxi Gates. Jesus. Uh, never uh, mind. Let me g- take that. G- back. I believe it's Guts. Oh, or I something like that. Yeah. We're Americans. We're bound to mispronounce European names wrong because English is the only language we know. Especially um, Jesus. Yep. Yep. Very very ignorant of what's happening for the rest of the world. It's the American way, mm. obviously. Uh, this is, uh, but yeah, two Maximilians who was very good at GT3 racing, especially in Mercedes. I believe Guts was in Blank Pan or GT World Challenge Asia for a season and um, won of his fair share of races in that championship. Obviously, we know how Maximilian Book can he how good he can be. Um, then they have Rafael Marcello, who I believe two times in a row won the FIA GT World Cup for Mercedes at Macau. Um, then you have Fabian Schiller, who usually races um, for Mercedes at the Nurburgring for at the Nordschleife for these type of events. Good, good lineup for that one. Uh, another Mercedes uh, in the number eight Mercedes uh, next to the entry list is another Get Speed performance or Team Get Speed. If you want to say that uh, entry, uh, Francois Perotto, Emmanuel Collard, uh, Vaxavir. Man, and Chris, uh, see, Christer Jans, I feel like I've heard of him before, barely, but the other three, man, those are stout, stout drivers. Yeah, Christer Jans is going to be the number ring regular, as he's the only German on this team. Um, the rest are French. Um, 
Mathieu Vauxier, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, um, I believe was racing LMP2 last weekend at Le Mans, and Emilio Collard and Francois Perotto were racing in the same GT Ferrari um, last weekend. So two of these guys already got done racing 24 hours with each other. Uh, let's see how long if they can – let's see if they can stand each other uh, for 24 hours more. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. It's just I'm, the, I assume the they're best dichotomy. Yeah, you got to be at that point. Yeah, good, good, uh, good observation there. Uh, next on the entry list is the number seven car collection motorsport Audi R8 LMS GT3, uh, with an, an assortment of Swedes and Danes in here as well. It looks like, well, and some Germans as well. Obviously, got to sneak them in. Yeah, Patrick Niederhauser and Mike David Ortman are guys I recognize. Um, I believe Patrick Niederhauser won a couple ADAC GT4 Germany races. Um, and Mike David Ortman, I want to say maybe ADAC F4. But those two I definitely know coming up from the ranks of ADAC. Um, that's where I've definitely seen those names before. Um, Miroslav Konopka, I believe, might be the ARC Bratislava guy. Um, that's because I think I've see him, seen him race with ARC Bratislava. So that's the only kind of thing I recognize him with. And then Milan Dante might be the money guy to the team or a, a, a up and coming, um, or maybe, maybe might be related to Indy Dante. We don't know. Next on the entry list, number six, uh, Mercedes AMG team, HRT auto arena. Uh, this, uh, it's got some notable drivers with Dirk Mueller and Mauro Engel, uh, coming in here as well. Um, the other two drivers, Dominic Bauman, I feel like I've heard of him before. Not too familiar with Patrick Asenheimer. Like okay, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Milan is um, a elder brother. Or, no, no, no. Okay, so Milan Dancha is the younger brother to Indy Dancha. So there you go. That's for the. This is for the uh, number seven car collection motorsport. So very. Good handful of drivers there in terms of the German area of ra- um, of racing drivers. Um, may, uh, then they have the number six they were just talking about. Sorry to get that tip of information in before we move on too hastily on to the next one. Okay. So this is yeah, this is number six Mercedes with Patrick Aston. Yeah, the number six Patrick Astenheimer, Dominic Bauman, and Dirk Mueller, and Mauro Engel. And this car, watch this car because. I remember last year in the VLN. Not every time I seem to watch VLN, this car was always either up there for the win or just winning races. Um, this car's always been up front, so definitely keep an eye on this car. But apparently, Patrick Asenheimer, very, very just a god behind the wheel. I think this team might be. I'm gonna put my uh, little jinx on it. This team might be the Mercedes to beat. <laughs> as a patented Chris Jinx oh alright I, I love to hear it come out right at the end here too that's good I, I would have thought maybe it would have gone on one of the other ones but honestly I, I looked a little bit of of, of Patrick's uh, form repertoire even from the 2019 when he won uh, with uh, VLN I don't know if he won the whole championship or he just won one of the races with that but he had that on his uh, accreditation from last year he's definitely very fast too so I this is definitely one I'll be looking out for, uh, along with a couple of the Porsches and Audi. Uh, next on the list too, I think one of these, and usually we would see with the Phoenix. This is going to be 
right, right up there at the front at the point of the uh, at the field here. Uh, Phoenix Racing Audi number five uh, with Frank Stippler, uh, Jules Gunion, Michelle Berta, and Kim Louis Schramm. It's gonna be this. This should be a good entry too. Yeah, Kim Kim Louis Schramm. Um, believe former ADEC F4 probably raced a few ADEC GT Master races. Um, makes the most sense if he's racing a big time Audi in a big time endurance race. Um, but yeah, Michelle Beretta, believe probably Italian GT guy, um, and most likely if he's racing with Audi GT3 GT World Challenge also. But yeah, Jules Gunan, ADAC GT Masters champion in, with the Corvette. Um, well, fun fact about him, and then obviously Frank Stippler, uh, been with Audi for ages now it seems like, and always seems to be a reliable guy to put behind the wheel. Number four car of the Mercedes AMG GT3. Uh, that's by Team HRT uh, with Adam Christa, uh, Christodoulou, Mauro Engel, Lucas Stoltz, and Manuel Metzger. This is also another entry that I would definitely say is going to be at the front of the uh, field uh, at some point. And Mauro Engel is pulling a uh, double duty because um, he's also racing um, with the Hub Auto Arena car. Um, but this is Obviously, the Haupt Racing Team car, which would have been Black Falcon. Um, so, basically, Black Falcon with a different name. And also, if you look on Adam Chris Dulu's Facebook page, um, he posted a very cursed pick where he did the face swap with his actual like face with the grill of the Mercedes. It's very cursed, and I don't know if I should encourage you to check it out or not. You'll probably check it out on your own will. Oh, no. Oh, now I have to. Not just curiosity is going to get the way too, the, too much of the rest of me for that. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> now I don't know if I needed to know that info. Thanks, Chris. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Happy to help. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Audi Sport Team uh, has the number three entry on the entry list here. Uh, Audi R8 LMS GT3 uh, another great kind of set of drivers here. Mirko Bertolotti, Robin Fringe, uh, Christopher Hayes, and uh, and then with Marcus Winkelhock at the end. Yeah, Marcus Winkelhock, obviously. We remember his 2007 European Grand Prix. Yep. Um, just, you can't break the Winkelhock. Anyway, <laughs> um, Christopher Haas, been with Audi for ages now, along with Marcus Winkelhock. Uh, I believe those two are racing together when they win the one the spot 24 a couple of years ago. Um, then you have Robin Fryens, who is a, I believe he races Formula E and DTM. He won a, I believe he won a DTM racer two this season already. And then you have Mirko Bertolotti, who obviously knew that this year made the switch from Lamborghini to Audi, and he seems to be having a little bit more fun. Oh, how, how can you not when you're driving for Audi, right? Yeah, what a blanket statement that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the I like this next car's livery, number two. Um, that's really clearly the only thing that's going to stand out, obviously, for this entry. <laughs> uh, number two, SP9 categories is still that GT3 Mercedes AMG T, Team HRT, like you said, that was basically Black Falcon. Uh, Hubert Haupt, uh, Yelmer Berman, Nico Bastian, and Philip Ellis are the driver lineup for this one. A very colorful car. Nielmer Berman um, came off, coming off a three-hour race at Donington Park um, a week ago for British GT. Um, so he has 
only a three-hour race under his belt, but I don't know if any of these other guys were racing last weekend, so I might even out in the end. Um, uh, actually, so basically, interesting fact, um, Hopped Racing Team, we're still going to do double duty for the GT World Challenge Europe race at Zandvoort, which is also this weekend for some reason, but they pulled out the focus, all of their intention on the Nürburgring 24 shows how important this race is for the German manufacturers. Um, but this is a definitely a strong lineup. Unfortunately, um, it crashed in qualifying. Um, there's pictures, if you're in the, dis- in the r slash WEC Discord, shameless plug, um, there's pictures of what the car looks like, and it looks like some decent damage to the rear and the front, but optimistically, it doesn't look like anything like too serious chassis-wise or anything. It looks like they might be able to get that thing patched up for Saturday's race. So, fingers crossed that thing makes it to the grid on Saturday morning, or Saturday, I keep thinking U.S. time, um, since there's a very, very pretty clicking car and it's a very stout entry to this one race. Absolutely. And final entry on the uh, entry list here that we're going to be covering is the number one car, Audi Sport Team, um, R8 LMS GT3, uh, with <laughs> a great, great, great driver lineup. Frank Stippler, uh, Frederick Pervish, uh, Dries Van Thor, and Nico Mueller. Oh, man, great lineup for this one. Yeah, this is the last, we should have said the last car we have on the entry list um, for... The overall entry, uh, yeah, definitely Nico Muller, um, very, very, very good in DTM this year, I would say. He's basically battling Rene Rast for the championship. Um, it's basically a two-dog fight like last year, I believe. They're fighting for the champion. The same two guys were fighting for it last year. Um, Dries Van Thor, uh, just insanely quick. Um, I think he was chasing down someone in GT World Challenge Europe at Magni Core. And I believe he won one of the races um, out of two. Then Frederick Vervish, I remember him. He was racing WTCR at the time. I don't know if he's racing this weekend, pulling a double duty. And then you have Frank Stippler, who's pulling another double duty. Another one of the uh, double duty drivers racing this weekend here at the Never Green 24. Yeah, and uh, that has that always kind of is a theme, but obviously with this year, it's just going to take a little bit more of a theme because of kind of the awkwardness that uh, some teams have to play around with uh, uh, with the extra restrictions and whatnot due to the, the pandemic. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like this was still pretty long of an entry list, but it could have been a whole lot longer. We could have been here for a little bit more just uh, chatting because usually we're into the almost 200 uh, range easy. Yeah, last year had 161 cars, I think, and this year we only got 97 just a slight reduction, but honestly, the on-track action should pretty, should still be pretty intense, and uh, we'll definitely have some safety car, or at least some slow zone extended periods, probably for some some incidents, and I would not uh, be surprised if rain or uh, other weather affected uh, some of the uh, running as well. So it'll be really good to see some of the uh, actual strategies come to play, especially from the professional teams, and I really, really hope to see... Uh, kind of a little bit more OEM based uh, fighting kind of at the front of the field. I feel like the uh, last few years we've kind of, you just, you've, you've seen an OEM kind of just have the base set up and it's really between just uh, the customer teams to decide who wins it for that manufacturer. I would love to hopefully see some, uh, just some infighting between manufacturers themselves instead of just kind of the team fighting. So, but looking, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this race, especially just from the, uh, 
the overall aspect of you don't really know too much who's going to win this race outside of you know kind of who you thought was going to win at Le Mans last weekend. It's definitely a huge change, a juxtaposition, I'd say, from last weekend to this weekend. Uh, kind of not really knowing at all who's got too much of the or like the actual advantage and really not going to know until the morning of Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this year we didn't even have free practice. Um, we just went straight to qualifying. Um, and while we're at it, two qualifying sessions have already happened. Recording this podcast a little bit late. Hopefully it'll be up by Friday night, U.S. time, um, that we can listen to it before the race and get all of your information sorted. But uh, the Conrad Lamborghini, we joked about being on fire, but it was actually fastest in the first qualifying session. Um and then in the second qualifying session, which would be the night qualifying, the number two car with a bright livery um, set the fastest time that they immediately caused a red flag accident. So um, quite like a monkey's paw, unfortunately, for that team. Um, well, let's take a look. Uh, two cars in the SP9 class incurred damage. Uh, the number 44 Falcon Motorsports car um, went off in slippery conditions at Adenar Forced. Uh, then the car is it, it, also ordered to start Saturday's race in the back from the first grid of cars. So it'll finish behind or it'll start behind all of the other GT3s because it was clocked speeding at 63 kilometers an hour under code 60 restricted conditions. And then you had, um, let's see, the Conrad, I believe it was Conrad Lamborghini in second of the night session. Um, then they had Audi, um, Audi, Mercedes, and BMW. So it's looking like it's actually a good mix of pace with the cars, even though this is results from the second qualifying session. Now it's rain affected, it looks like, but we have rain in the forecast for the race. So it might be a tale, a, t- a thing, a, a preview of things to come. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully my, uh, my request for this year is just for the uh, different chassis com- uh, competitiveness would uh, come to fruition. Because yeah, from from just that standpoint, it sounds like there's definitely going to be some uh, some fighting at the front for uh, different OEMs. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, any any closing thoughts that you want to say, Chris, before we uh, head out here, or uh, did we pretty much nail most of this out and just kind of get get yourself ready for another grueling 24 hour race? Uh huh. Yeah, just um. It will probably Friday will most likely be over when this podcast gets released. I'm going to talk about it anyway. On Friday we have the top 30 qualifying session, which is the top 30 cars, which it kind of gets confusing because they take I believe 14 from the previous VLN rounds. So if you do good enough in the previous VLN rounds or win or whatever, you get locked into the top 30 qualifying. So qualifying is a little bit confusing, but basically means like 14 cars are automatically secured from VLN, and then the other 16 make it on on pace. That's basically the simplest I can put it without looking up the actual regulations. Uh, also on Friday, actually it's a few hours from now, but hopefully there's a replay of it, is the ADAC 24-Hour Classics, which is a three-hour historic race around North Life with a bunch of historic cars. They had like a Morgan in it, um, an Opel Colin Fire in the qualifying session today. Um, so if you see a replay going around, if you have a replay, watch it definitely for sure. Then you have ADAC Formula 4, on the Grand Prix circuit, race one. And then you have WTCR race one, um, all on the Friday. So catch replays of those before you watch the race. And it kind of adds the experience watching the support races. On Saturday, 
we have two Formula 4 races on the Grand Prix Strecca. Then you have race two of WTCR. And then that leads you up to the 24 hours of the Nürburgring. Awesome stuff. Appreciate it, Chris. Uh, as always, I really appreciate all the insight that you give, especially for these uh, entry lists and just driver lineups, just team histories, all that stuff. So really kind of enhances just the perspective of where these teams are coming from, drivers are coming from, kind of how much of an underdog or uh, Goliath that they are, kind of are uh, on the track. And uh, all, all of that kind of helps, I think, put it in perspective um, where to set your goal or just where to set your sights on for the race. Um, I think a lot of that for the, for Nürburgring to me is um, just kind of paying attention, especially live timing and looking at some of the uh, those specific categories um, with some of those inter- interesting entries where you just, you, they're, they're interesting enough to want to follow them for 24 hours. So I feel like with this one more than Le Mans, I do that for a lot of the categories. Whereas uh, at Le Mans, I'm looking a lot for, I don't know, just kind of like battles, that kind of stuff and, and whatnot. But not not as many cars that I follow kind of as closely as I do at this track, or, uh, this race. Yep. And as always, all the race threads, um, at least for this weekend, um, normally it probably would be on R slash sports car racing. Um, because it is a GT3 race. We'll be on Arslash WEC um, for this weekend because Arslash Sports Car Racing will have to cover the GT World Challenge Europe, um, which has supports as GT4 European Series and Porsche Career Cup by the look at Zandvoort, which will be the first time GT3 cars or a series as big as this will take on a new banking at Zandvoort. That should be quite exciting. And then you have um, International GT Open along with their supports at Monza. Um, And then you have, you know, uh, NASCAR playoffs at Las Vegas, um, V8 supercars at the Bend at the West layout. So a new layout for the uh, supercars to race on. Then you have uh, Australian Motor Racing Championships with some amateur GT racing there. Um, and I think that's just about wraps it up here for the weekend of racing we have here to... Um, <laughs> Nurburgring 24. Just managed to find enough enough raciness to, to sneak it in, and I, I appreciate that. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, w- I was waiting for just a little bit more, but hey, that's all right. I'll, I'll take I'll take all you got uh, you gave me this time. So uh, I appreciate it, Chris, and on behalf of everybody else here at Endurance Chat, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, really just try to enjoy the race. Um, it's another 24-hour race. This is pretty much uh, the, the best time for a sports car fan if you're an endurance racing fan right now that you can enjoy it. Um, there's just too much racing going on right now to, to, to not have a good time. So um, make sure you grab, uh, go to RWC. We've got a, um, a user made a, a spotter guide, kind of like uh, Andy Blackmore's, uh, for this uh, race for the SP9 and XPX category. So that can come in handy, print that off, get a black marker, and get your magic marker of, or black impending magic marker of doom uh, out for any entries that, uh, kind of get abandoned and, uh, and go out of this race. That's an awesome way to follow it too. So really appreciate all that work that was done there. Yeah. I'm really kind of looking forward to this in a, in a weird way. It's in September. We should see some weather, I think. Um, and hopefully we'll see maybe even a new winner that we haven't, we weren't expecting. So I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. It's 2020. Bring it on. Um, but have a Chris and everybody else here. This is, uh, Austin Cookie Monster Fell. Have a good night guys. Gazoo!